I like the guy. I know you don't like the guy. What? Who said I mean, that? Yeah, I just you know, I, I just wish I just wish you'd be we'd be on the same page with this. We're in the and, same and, book. And don't spill any of that I, I, orange juice oh my God. all over my fucking. <laughs> all over my mic? Oh, no, all over my fucking table. <laughs> yeah, I'm like my sunglasses, my phone. It's all over here. You got when you spill it, I'm just gonna take off my glasses. Get it. Yeah. <laughs> and then we're gonna get pulled over by some uh, uh, car thieves and shit. We are going to um, come at you with a Michael Bay podcast episode. Shouldn't that be more epic too? It should be. We should have explosions everywhere. Billy Bob Thornton uh, eulogizing everything. (laughs) Eulogizing. (laughs) I mean. uh, Coming to you from the talented slackers. There you go. The Michael Bay podcast. As as you've been listening, you know, uh, you could tell that uh, some of us are Michael Bay fans. And the other, some of other, other of us, like the other half of this podcast, isn't <laughs> as big a fan as I am, you know? Maybe that. Okay, so let, let, let's start off. Um, okay, I'll, I'll go throw my two cents, you know, in case Michael Bay's listening. He's got a list and there's numbers on it, so I guess he's going to tell me, oh, so we're watching this clip from minute four, three. No, 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 not like that, <laughs> not like that. I didn't know who he was, uh, you know, when, when I first saw Bad Boys. I was okay. like, okay, this is a cool movie with Martin and Will. And then uh, I saw the name, of course, Michael Bay. And then uh, I saw Don Sinson, Jerry, Jerry Bruckheimer. And, and I was like, oh, I, I've seen those names before. Yeah. You know, Don Sinson, Jerry Bruckheimer. And uh, what really got me started on, on you know, watching movies a lot and getting into them mm-hmm. was um, uh, Tony Scott. Okay. Okay. Right. So this is kind of the same story. Do you, you know the Paul Shirey? He, he's now got a new p- p- podcast called repackage wisdom he had the beard and the bald podcast uh not i mean i knew of beard and the bald i didn't yeah realize a- so he 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 told his story about how he got into movies as well okay and tony scott was was a big a big factor in that too you know, okay. i think that's that's what it was actually and it was the same thing for me i was just like oh shit i was like i was just the exact same way uh i had just watched that movie the fan and um <clears throat> i noticed the style of it, I noticed everything. Everything about it was was like real cool, cinematic. It's like it's, a, it's not like regular regular movies, you know, like like a Rambo movie. It doesn't <laughs> regular, yeah. It doesn't like Tony Scott's style isn't like a Rambo movie. Okay, all right. You know, it's more stylish and uh, more commercial, more more of a uh, an advertisement. And so I was like, who is this guy, Tony Scott? And then I, then, you know, I just happened to be looking at that. I was at the at video store back in the day when we had those. <laughs> And I saw Beverly Hills Cop 2, and I was like, oh, man, I want, I want to watch this one again. And I looked at the back, and I saw Tony Scott. And I was like, huh. I was like, Tony Scott, okay. Don Simpson, Jerry Bruckheimer, okay. <laughs> Every time I read that name, my pants get tight. Exactly. <laughs> so I started seeing more more, um, uh, more movies, and I was like, oh, Tony Scott, Tony Scott, Revenge. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, this guy makes movies I like. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So then I bought Leonard Maltin's uh, book. You know, every year he brought out a book with new reviews and everything. And which edition was this? Uh, the, the the one he always puts out. No, but I mean like what year? Oh, this is uh, 1996. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, Independence Day was also coming out, so I was really excited about that movie. I was like 15 or 14 years old when okay. that came out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, so I started looking at these movies and I looked up Tony Scott in the back. Back in the day before IMDb, we had, I had this book. <laughs> yeah. And on the back, it showed the names of these directors, selected directors. And Tony Scott was on there. So I looked at all his filmography and I was like, this guy makes like 
good action movies. Yeah. Like, wow, well, you know, I guess back then, he, you know, he wasn't as known, and you know, like, unlike today where we have the internet age, yeah, Twitter yeah. and everything, he'd be blown up. But uh, I was like, this guy makes movies I really, really like. So what's up with this? Let, let me let me check let me check his other movies out. And crazy thing is, I had already seen his other movies. Yeah. The one I didn't really watch was uh, Crimson Tide. Oh, really? Yeah. It wasn't until after that book I watched it. Huh. Okay. And when I finally watched it, I mean, this was like 95 when that movie came out. Okay. Yeah. So I finally watched it and I was like, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. <laughs> you know, I love this movie. I love this movie. And True Romance as well. I loved it back then when I was a kid. Yeah. I was like 11 or 12 when that came out. Oh, well, that's not age appropriate, but okay. And I swear to God, this really is a Michael Bay podcast. It is. I'm getting to that. So when Bad Boys came out, I was like, oh, this guy's making movies like Tony Scott. Mm. And then I was reading in, you know, like, uh, I think it was Entertainment Weekly. They were talking to Michael Bay, and there there was an article of him where it was they called him the Antichrist. Who? The Entertainment Weekly. They said, is Michael Bay the next Antichrist? So he was talking about bad boys, and he was talking about uh, The Rock and Armageddon. And it was I was like, okay, this guy's pretty cool. And if you look at his style, he doesn't ape Tony Scott. It's more of that Tony Scott school of filmmaking. Audience, I also am looking around wondering what that difference is. What different? What do you mean? The the aping? Yeah, he's not aping him. He's, he's just doing it in the style of him. Like, wait, what? I mean, if you, just I mean, look. I at I was it. waiting for the explanation too. <laughs> I mean, he's more uh, Michael Bay's more. Uh, uh, he's got more cuts than Tony Scott, you know. And okay, you know, I'm not knocking Michael Bay for this, but Tony Scott loves love. In his movies, right? If you ever okay. watch his movies, the love scenes and everything, he loves love. He want if you, if you're with a girl on on a, on a motorcycle, he's gonna make you look great, you know, with with the sunset and everything. Michael, he does the same thing too, but he's more like, all right, let's get this shit done. Let, let me get to the action, you know? Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And which we'll talk about of Armageddon is just like that was like the worst <laughs> love scenes ever, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, let's go ahead and get. Through. I mean, what about what about you? What, what's your what's your deal with Michael? Oh, not Tony? Okay. Yeah, well, you can do both if you want. I like I like that Tony guy. You like the Tony guy? Uh, Michael, he he kind of cool. He kind of cool. So who was it? Was it Gilbert <laughs> that, that hates him? Uh, Possibly, yeah. Yeah. What about Sonny? Do you know anything? Uh, he's probably, depends on the movie, like myself. Like okay. The Rock, fucking great. Great movie. Do we need all those uh, too much CGI Transformers? I know. Oh, we're going to get to that. Yeah. So, I mean, it just depends <laughs> on the movie. Bad Boys? Fuck yeah. Great. Bad Boys 2? Sure. Yeah. So, when he's doing like superhero filmmaking, you're not you're not into that? I don't need my robots to have lips. Okay. Did they not have lips in the... No. Oh, that's right. They didn't. No. They just had the, <laughs> the yeah. mask. <laughs> like fucking needless. Okay. Like, okay. Was, it just spending, was it like the, the yearly budget? If I don't spend this this year, they're not going to give me this much money next year. Probably. Like what? Maybe. I mean, the budgets did keep getting higher on all his movies, especially those Transformers movies. And that's why he reused the same shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see what the problem was with that, you know? No, no, no. I, honestly, I don't have a problem with it either. <laughs> I mean, whenever I watch it, it sticks out like a sore thumb for me because yeah. I've seen the island a lot. Yeah, you know, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's that, that's straight out of it. And you could, you could tell the, uh, the film kind of changes. How so? Oh, like the look? Yeah, the look uh, of it. And it's just like, oh, that looks kind of old, you know? <laughs> but uh, I'll have to show you later. But uh, 
But yeah, uh, you want to go ahead and get started with this? Jump into it. All right. You know I'm not good with words. And the first one we're going to uh, talk about is the Meatloaf music video. Which one? I would do anything for love. But I won't do that. Yes. So do you remember watching that video? Uh, like once or twice. Did you? Yeah. Okay. So I saw that video. It's fucking long. The, that video? Yeah. Was it not? Yeah. It was like like five, five, six, seven minutes. I was thinking it was like seven like or eight minutes. Yeah. Um, like the song is that long yeah it is um that video i remember seeing it on the box remember that <laughs> mm-hmm. on channel 99 music television you control yes mm-hmm. and i remember seeing that video and i was thinking oh is this like beauty and the beast i guess this the the whole style seen it of forever it. but i'll go along with that yeah because he's like he's like in monster makeup with huh. the fingers and everything and oh, shit, uh, okay. and i remember thinking oh it's like beauty and the beast and then as, as i was watching the video I was like, these visuals are something else, you know the <laughs> the cop with the flashlight and the the motorcycle at sunset, you know, just all looked. I feel like you different. should have this video playing in the background. I should because I I haven't seen it in what thirty years. When did it come out? Oh, that came out uh, before ninety four. Yeah, something like that. Here is uh, the video for uh, see see the uh, the visuals. Oh yeah, that already looks like Michael Bay. Yeah, I mean it's the it's a motorcycle chase. With cops and a helicopter. It looks like a trailer for like the new Michael Bay movie. Yes. It's very Gun 90s. on the run. <laughs> it's very 90s, wouldn't mm, you say? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can kind of see uh, his Bad Boys uh, style all over this. And he, he'd already done Bad Boys by the time this came out, right? This one came out. Let me t- take a look. Oh, wait, no. Bad Boys was what, like 95? Yeah. Okay. April 7, 1995. <laughs> and no uh, one he did a lot of music videos, by the way. Lots with uh, his most famous commercial okay. is that Got Milk commercial with uh, Aaron Burr, like there, where it's a guy that they call him and he's eating like a cookie with, uh, and they're like, "Hey, what was the so and so in the Civil War?" And he's all like, "Oh, Got Milk," you know that kind of shit. <laughs> I don't remember. You don't remember that, that one? Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Why does this look all tall? Does this mean it should actually be like anamorphic? Probably. Interesting. Let's see. Uh, this one came out in 1993. This came out in 93, okay. And, yeah, it was eight minutes. So, yeah, you can see the visuals and everything of, uh, of Michael Bay, you know. Uh, if you watch his other music videos, too, I think he did one with Vanilla Ice. Uh, that one just looks like a Michael Bay movie, too. Please tell me it was Hootie Mac. No, it was... Uh, roll up. Roll up the Hootie Mac. Roll it up. <laughs> Let's take a look. Young MC, Tina Turner, Wait, House of Lords. Which Young MC? Young MC, That's the Way Love Goes. Oh, okay. I don't know that. I If I heard it, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I know. What about Tina Turner? Which song? Tina Turner, uh, Nutbush, City Limits. Oh, did she re-record that? That's a song she did with Ike. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. It just shows her on there. Hmm. Uh, House of Lords, The Great White, Donny Osmond. Why did you say his name like that? That's weird. Isn't that how he says it? Donnie Osmond? The Osmond. Osmonds? I'm oh, sorry. Osmond. <laughs> uh, I guess Good I heard buddies it. with Sonny Landham. I heard it on uh, Nothing to Lose. The guy's all like, maybe you like to listen to Donnie Osmond. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, Poco? Hmm? I don't know who that is. Sticks, Show Me the Way. Okay. Britney Fox, Dream On. Louis Louis, Sin in the Lap of Luxury. Tyler Collins. Slaughter. You're, okay, I know of them. Vanilla Ice, I love you. Interesting. And play that funky music. Oh no shit! Yeah, he did that video. And people forget that he had more than the one hit. 
Yeah, yeah. Play that funky music was was that was a radio hit. Uh, he also did the music video for Days of Thunder, the Hearts in Trouble by Chicago. Oh, okay. Uh, the Neville Brothers, Bird on a Wire. Wait, so he's working with Simpson Bruckheimer since the eighties? Yeah. Well, you you do know about his internship, right? No. He was working for Paramount. Okay. And he saw these stills for Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm-hmm. and he's and he looked at the stills and he said that he he thought the movie was gonna suck. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So how old is he if he saw that in an internship? Because Raiders of the Lost Ark was like 81, 82? Yeah. How old is this I man? Don't, I don't know. He, well, let me see. Michael Bay, are you 70? Oh, uh, he also did the video to Black Rain, Greg Allman's I'll Be Holding On. Okay. That was a, I remember that. <laughs> I'll be holding on. <laughs> that one. That's all you. Uh, but uh, one of his first videos, he said that his mom came to the set. <laughs> and there was dudes in tank tops, you know, muscled up dudes. Okay. Doing the, the visuals and everything. And it was just like. What kind of movies is my son making or something like that? You know? <laughs> so, uh, you don't even know who his dad is, whore. You be quiet. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, will, I will say, I still think Tony Scott's his daddy. What was he? Who's the one that most people are saying is? John Frankenheimer. And what's he known for? He did Ronin. Uh, the list is endless. Does he look like John Frankenheimer at least? Let's take a look. And uh, Michael Bay was born in 65. So he was about so he's 15, like 16. Now. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. John Frankenheimer. I don't, honestly, I don't think he looks like him. And then you're going to pull up a picture of Tony Scott, like, but he looks like this guy. <laughs> here's, here's, uh, John Frankenheimer. Uh, okay. I could, I could kind of see it. You can kind of see it? Yeah. Just give him some long hair. Give this guy some long hair down here. You think so? A little bit. Okay. But I mean, at this point, I mean, I'm looking for it. Was yeah. a confirmation bias. <laughs> and uh, I forgot this hot chick was in here. Who is she? Dana Patrick. Dana Patrick. I wonder if she's on the uh, list over here. <laughs> I don't want to know what that means. No, no, no. She, <laughs> the, the, the cast list for this for this video. Um, My, Michael Bay definitely does have a, a type, though, <laughs> of woman. She looks similar to uh, Megan Fox. Megan Fox, yeah. Ta- Taya Leone in Bad Boys. Mm, they kind of okay. have the same look, the dark hair, green eyes, mm-hmm. you know, or blue blue eyes. I'm sorry. Remember that guy says... Uh, Who is Superman here? I don't know. That guy says, <laughs> uh, I'll scratch anything you want, you blue-eyed bitch. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that was Meatloaf's uh, I Would Do Anything For Love. If you look up Michael Bay's uh, IMDb, you'll see his other music videos. I've gone through a lot of them, and they're all very Michael Bay yeah. videos. Now, he was in a production group uh, called... Uh, uh, it was with David Fincher and Antoine Fuqua. Oh, wow. Um, let, me, let me look that up. And suppo- supposedly, um, when they were working together, some people said that Michael Bay took from David Fincher's style. Because there was like, uh, it's called Propaganda Films. Hmm. That's what it was. Okay. And uh, Dominic Senna, he he was also in it. He did uh, uh, California out of that production company. That movie California with oh, Brad Pitt. Oh, okay. So they all kind of had like, it was like a bunch of, because you know, there was Ridley Scott, Tony Scott, uh, Alan Parker, and all these other directors from Britain who, were, who had their own production company making commercials. Okay, all right. This was kind of like the same thing but with these music video guys. But they were American? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, that that was a good lineup, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, just those alone, Fuqua, uh, Fincher, Bay, and uh, uh, Dominic Senna, 
that was that's a good lineup anyway. What do I know Dominic Sunder from? Gone in sixty seconds. Okay. So they're all kind of like the Bruckheimer. That's the Bruckheimer stable. Gotcha. Okay. I was about to say, yeah. So uh, whenever they were, there was a video that Fincher made. I can't remember the name of it, but uh, Bay did another video. I think they were they were saying this one too, uh, the the Meatloaf video. They were saying that he stole shots from Fincher's video for his own. <laughs> and it's like, well, I, I guess you could say that. I don't know, but <laughs> as far as careers go, he he Bay yeah, is no Fincher. You definitely know? two different guys. Yeah, right? definitely two, two different guys. I think Fincher still has his uh, commercial sensibilities, but it's not as as Michael Bay's sensibilities. You know, Michael Bay's like a bull in a china shop. Fincher's more of a controlled environment. Yeah, James Cameron kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I know Bay is a is he worships James Cameron. Does he? Yeah, and you, and if you watch some of his movies. Uh, he kind of takes from some of Cameron's uh, some of Cameron's movies as well, which I'll talk about here in a second. Okay. Uh, but it's like if if I was to pick who was closer to to uh, Cameron, it'd be Fincher. Hmm. Huh. You know, because he's more. You know, like if you watch his movies, they're very particular and very you know controlled. You know, I can definitely agree with that. Yeah. And uh, you know, Bay of course is is a different animal altogether, but it, it's just like. I'll give Fincher the benefit of the doubt and say, yeah, he's he's more Cameron than, than anybody else, you know. But I do I do love Fincher movies though. The uh, his his stuff is great. Uh, but you know, you could just see who who the who's closer to Cameron. The first movie we're gonna tackle is Bad Boys. We're gonna watch all these. It's gonna be a long ass day. <laughs> it's gonna be a long day, right? Uh, no, no, no. This one came out on April 7th of 1995. Okay, okay. Did you go see that at the movies? No, I didn't see that till, uh, what, like May 96 after prom. Most of us were at this one. Oh, guy's, shit. That's kind of particular. A whole bunch of us were at this one dude's house, a guy in my class, because um, they had like a pool table and other uh-huh. shit. So we're all just hanging out. And, um,. Was it Dish TV or Direct TV? I don't know. It was something. I don't know if they rented it or if it was on some sort of special Dish channel. But like okay. two or three in the morning, bats on. Like, oh, cool! I wanted to see this movie. So we were all like piled up on each other in the living room watching it. Are you serious? Yeah. How old were you then? Uh, seventeen. Seventeen. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So had you had you heard about? Them? I mean, were you into movies at that time? Like, yeah. okay, so you were really watching movies all my life. Okay. About? So when you saw this movie, you'd heard about it, right? I was supposed to say, yeah, I wasn't exaggerating. Like, oh, hey, there's that movie I wanted to see. Okay, so you did want to see it. This mm-hmm. is on your radar. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that that one, um, I just remember it is starring Martin and Will. Right. Fresh off of, you know, Martin and Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yep, yep. So I was thinking like, oh, shit, they got these two guys in a movie. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And because I love both shows. Okay. And I saw it when it came out on uh, VHS. Okay. It was always checked out. Ah, damn. So the day I finally got it, I was excited. <laughs> and then I saw the runtime, 118 minutes. I was like, oh, almost two hours. Okay, these movies are usually like like an hour and a half or something. You know, back okay. in the day, yeah. okay. movies yeah, yeah. were allowed to be 90 minutes. Right, yeah. <laughs> so this one, I was like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm going to be with this movie for a little bit, you know. <laughs> so, um, that extra 20 minutes, ooh. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and of course, I watched it and I loved it. And, you know, I, that's when I started looking. I was like, oh, okay, Michael Bay. Okay, I gotta look out for that. You know, um, <laughs> Who this, is this man. This movie cost nineteen million to make. Oh wow! 
Okay. Now, I'm going to mention the box office on, on these movies because besides Rotten Tomato scores, you know, uh, which are, are non-existent to Michael Bay movies. Okay. We all know all of his movies are rotten. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit about Rotten Tomatoes. Even even The Rock? The Rock, I don't think is. I think it's the only... first Bad Boys. Uh, let me let me look. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Bad Boys. Okay, the first film scored forty two percent. So that that's rotten. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, oh god, I see the second one. Meanwhile, in today's money, that movie cost thirty eight million three hundred fifty seven thousand. Blah blah blah. That's not bad. No, it's really not. That's not bad at all. So the movie opened up at fifteen point five million. Okay. Which wasn't bad. It was number one. And uh, Michael Bay does love to say that he was one of the first directors to give two black actors starring roles. <laughs> and apparently, the studio didn't want two black, two black actors because they don't do well overseas. Not surprising, yeah. Yeah. Because if, if you look at numbers, even Denzel Washington, they're, the black actors don't have good track records overseas. And so he he was like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to put them in there. Was I don't that, give a shit. Was that that big a deal back then? Probably was. Well, it probably was, but it wasn't as known. Like, I guarantee you they weren't giving a shit about China back then. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that movie opened up at 15.5 at number one, and it ended up making 65.8 domestic, <clears throat> 141.4 million worldwide. Okay. So not bad. Yeah. That you know, they approved Michael Bay right. I feel like that was one that probably got more traction once it came to home video. Yeah, I think so too. Okay. Because uh, Will says that anytime somebody asks him about his movies, they always go to Bad Boys. Hmm. So that's probably his. He probably doesn't want to admit it, but or he probably doesn't want to say it. But I think Bad Boys is his. That's the franchise people love him the most in. You know, Men in Black and all that. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Independence Day, maybe, <laughs> maybe Independence Day, but I think Bad Boys is the one that's gonna def, that is the one that defines him. You know, um, now that movie first started out as a movie for uh, Dana Carvey and John Lovitz. Did you know that? No. <laughs> or if um, I did, I blocked it out. Yeah, it was called Bulletproof Hearts. Okay, well, go ahead and let them make that movie with that title, <laughs> right? And one of the things that Michael Bay made fun of was whenever uh, Martin is getting his ass kicked in the bathroom at that club. Okay, yeah. And then he comes out and, and Will says, who done tore off and whoop your ass now? <laughs> uh, the original line was, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> and that's one thing Michael Bay uh, loved about Martin and Will uh, improvising their lines. Yeah. And uh, yeah, th- apparently he, he shot test footage of of the movie and don simpson hated it with he, these guys yeah oh wow he hated the script too he that he threw it in the trash jerry bruckheimer had looked over at michael bay and says i think this is the, the end of your career <laughs> you know some some shit like that it was in that article that entertainment weekly okay. article and uh yeah uh there wasn't a lot going for that movie at all damn huh. and the ending whenever uh Martin says, uh, you forgot your boarding, boarding pass. And he shoots that guy and the, and the airplane blows up. Yeah. Michael Bay had to pay for that. The studio <laughs> wouldn't give him the money to do that shot. Damn. So he paid for it himself. When the movie turned a profit, they gave him his money back. And also, they didn't want the uh, trailer shot of the camera spinning around the two actors. Really? Yeah. They, they didn't want that. Why? I don't know. They just they said, no, you know, 
take that shit out. <laughs> and he stuck to his guns and kept it in there. I wonder if they were like, that's some music video bullshit. Probably. Or that's some commercial bullshit. Yeah. I don't know. You should read the, the uh, behind the scenes of the replacement killers. Who did that one? Antoine Fuqua. Oh, okay. Some of the stuff that he wanted to do, which is very training day-ish, yeah. they didn't want in the movie. <laughs> Damn. So if you watch a director's cut, some of that stuff is added back in there. Hmm. And uh, But it, it, what, what gets me is these studios, they these directors want a kick-ass movie. Yeah. And they present it, and these studios don't want it. And it's like, why? Why is that? No, we have to go with what works. I guess so, man. It's just that's what I don't get about studio. Like I, I, I wouldn't. I would love in another life. I would love to be a studio head. You know, make decisions on shit like that. But when it's something cool like that, I'd be like, dude, that's fucking badass. Let's let's do that. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't get it. Uh, so, but that's uh, yeah, that was uh, Bad Boys. Um, that is uh, which is best movie? No, The Rock would be his best movie, right? I'd maybe argue that. And I still I still contend that the scene in that movie that looks similar to this poster where they're walking towards the camera, I still swear that night I saw it. May 1996, the music in there was the same music that was in the video game Killer Instinct or Killer Instinct 2. I swear to God. I'm like, oh, hey, that's that music from that music video. This one? Yeah, first movie. Oh, the first one. Uh, which one? The, uh, the, the instrumental shit? Yeah. Okay. I swear to God. I'm like, oh, because I actually went, hey, that's, that's Killer Instinct. Huh. I wonder if it's the same really? composer or something. And then when I watched it again a couple years later, I'm like, hey, the music's not the same. Oh, well, you must have had that uh, that Man- Mandela effect. <laughs> well, I mean, it was also like three or four in the morning because I mean, uh, we, we literally, okay. I literally stayed up all night watching this movie. Well, I mean, playing pool, bullshitting, and then eventually watching yeah. the movie. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, bad bad boys. Uh, this is one of my favorite movies of his. Definitely. I'll Top three, probably. I wonder if the people that gave it low ratings were like, uh, I'm trying to think how to word this without myself coming off racist. Okay. Basically, if they, they didn't like the black banter, I feel like that's probably part of it. Maybe, yeah. But they're not going to say it that way. No, no. Um, I don't think so either. Uh, I think you're probably right, you know, and you know how it was. Back then, you know, it's just like, oh, it's two black actors, must be a black movie. So it's not for us. Possibly that. You know, and or we won't get it. Yeah. And which is kind of shitty because if you watch the movie, you could replace them with two other actors, you know, two other action <laughs> stars, and except for John Lovitz and Dana Carvey. Yeah. And it would still, the action would still be good. It's like the action was for everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just limited to, to a, a certain audience. Right, yeah. And... When you, when you watch that, that kind of movie, you can compare it to Ride Along with uh, Kevin Hart and Ice Cube. You can tell the difference between the two. One's, you could tell Michael Bay is, is, uh, is a... Uh, you could tell he was destined for bigger and better things. Because <laughs> okay. he knew how to handle the camera. He knew how to handle the action. He knew how to make his stars look like badass action stars. Whereas the director of Ride Along... Come on. I haven't seen it. He did Fantastic Four... Which one? The, the the one with Jessica Alba and then okay. Johan Gruffold. <laughs> you know the guy that was in Titanic? <laughs> he was one of the guys looking for survivors. Was he? Yeah, he was. He, it was like one of his first movies. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Watch it again. You'll see him on there. Oh, by the way, uh, they they 4K'd uh, Titanic on uh, on iTunes. Well, yeah, yeah. Because it so, just yeah, came watch. out. 
Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, you could just tell the difference. Like, you could tell Michael Bay had a had a certain style that was meant for bigger and better things. All right. Which, segue into the next one. Oh. The Rock. Mmm, yes. Yeah. Okay. That came out June 7th of 1996. I'll go along with that. Okay. Now, the reason I knew this movie was going to be great. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is my parents took us to Mexico for a vacation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's go to Mexico. <laughs> let's, let's, let's not be creative and go to Hawaii or something. That probably... <laughs> It probably cost a little more. I don't probably know. cost a little more, yeah. Just, just guessing. So, in the hotel room, I saw Sean Connery and Nicolas Cage with a beard. <laughs> they were talking about The Rock. Oh, okay, okay. And yeah. I was like, oh, that's that new movie coming out. You know, that, uh, the, the action movie, you know. I had just seen Broken Arrow as well. So, I was just like, that's my fucking movie right there. <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. And it's, it's kind of like, you know, a, a kid with a toy who's got this nice new little toy. And then, here comes this bigger toy that's just like. Oh, shit. And then you just <laughs> drop this toy and go for the other one. Uh, okay. That's how those two movies were for me. Interesting. So I watched those in tandem. That When they both were finally on VHS, mm-hmm. like Christmas of that year, I was watching those in tandem. I was like, Broken Arrow, The Rock. Broken Arrow, The Rock. This makes me want to rewatch Broken Arrow because I don't remember it being super great. I know it was popular at the time, yeah. but I'm like, eh. eh. Well, I think I was, I, I was liking uh, Travolta's performance more than anything. Please don't. <laughs> Shoot that nuclear weapon, whatever he said You're to his great teeth. Man. Yeah, it, the whole thing was weird. mind not shooting the thermonuclear weapons? Yeah, because <laughs> it was like all of a sudden he didn't have lips at all. It was so weird. Like I get what he was doing, but it was like, ah, did you just shave? Shift? Yeah, dude, he was he was something else in the whole. God damn, what a rush! <laughs> <laughs> so I was watching both of those in tandem. Okay, I was about. I was 15 at that time. Christmas of so that year, I was I was 15. So I was like, like just I was like, fuck yeah, fucking badass movies. <laughs> okay. And uh, The Rock, when that came out, I saw that when it hit VHS again. We were gonna go see it, but I think my sister wanted to see The Cable Guy, which is still a, a, a fine movie. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. But summer of '96 was was a great summer for me, at least. Sounded like it. Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah. Eraser. Didn't see it then. Uh, Nutty Professor. Uh, didn't see it then. Independence Day. Yep. A Time to Kill. Uh, yep. Uh, I'm missing one. Twister. Yep. All Wait, those was that movies. That year? Yeah. Okay. All those movies came out in that summer. And man, dude, and Kingpin also. That was another one. <laughs> I didn't see it then, but it was I didn't the see it then either. But when right. I saw the VHS, I, I, I swear I couldn't get enough of it. But The Rock. That was a movie that I think maybe out of all of those. That one's held up the most. Out of all the ones you just named? Yeah. Well, yeah. except for Kingpin. Kingpin's still... I can't I can't contest <laughs> Kingpin, man. That movie's still great. Are we also including A Time to Kill in there? Oh, that... I mean, that's one I, I don't watch a lot. <laughs> right. But it's one that... Um, the Rock is one I could watch over and over out of all those movies. Gotcha. I think I've seen The Rock more than any of those movies over and over. Okay, okay. Independence Day, that's still... Hold up. A bit. The effects are kind of... I haven't seen it in a while wait 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 what's the problem with the effects because i mean they use some practical shit they did but you know on 4k it's, it looks kind of, you could finally see like oh shit that's a toy 
I mean, so at least it was real. Well, I know, I know you're right. Oh, you're right no, you're about talking that. about the the blowing up the building that was a miniature. Yeah, that, and I think there's a part where a uh, a fire truck is in the air, and you can tell it's a toy. <laughs> I mean, it's so bad. Like every time I watch it, I'm like, oh my god, that's a toy. Yeah, I kind of want to see that. Scene. I have to show you that scene because it's even uh, 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 blowing its horn and everything while it's in, while it's in the air. It's like, who the fuck's blowing the horn of that thing? Come on. But um, some shrapnel hit the thing, got stuck and lodged in there. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The Rock, though, that was a um, I'm not going to call it a diehard ripoff, but that was a thrill ride is what that was. It was a thrill ride. Yeah, it was. If if you're going to call it a diehard ripoff, it's one of the it's one of the better ones or not the best diehard ripoffs. Yeah, actually, I mean, I guess if I'm really, really parsing that movie down, like, yeah, there's a guy stuck in a situation trying to get it, I guess. Yeah. But they crawled into it. Like, in my mind, it's different enough that I wouldn't call yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, you could say the whole um, Stanley Goodspeed, you know, doesn't know how to shoot. He's he's just a chemical weapons expert. You know, he's it's like Bruce Willis, like, oh, shit, he was looking for the exit when the, the terrorist but took over. But he was a cop. Well, right, right. But he, this guy's an FBI. He was agent. FBI. But, but he's, he's an office nerd. He's yeah. a lab rat. Okay. And it's not like John McClane was a was a, a desk nerder. You know, no, only exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he was just a guy who had a bad marriage, and, you know, he was a cop, too. You know, he probably drinks on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> but um, adding Sean Connery. Now, Sean Connery, I, I, I knew who he was. But I also wasn't, he wasn't in a lot of movies that I watched. Hmm. You know, uh, I knew about The Untouchables. I had seen that one when I was a kid. Okay. Uh, Indiana Jones, of course. Mm-hmm. That, and that's the other thing, too, is I, I I put him in that Spielberg league. You know, it's like, oh, okay, he's with those guys. Oh, interesting. You know, interesting. He, he was okay. that kind of guy to me. It's like, oh, he's, huh. I didn't really know much about him when he was Bond. Gotcha. You know, because we didn't really watch Bond. And, and no Zardos? No, none of that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. My dad was Mexican. You know, he was like, no, we're not watching that shit. <laughs> no, but I didn't know But seeing him in that movie, I was like, okay, there's a, I guess there's a bit of class in this movie, you know? <laughs> All right. I knew who Nicolas Cage was. You know, mm-hmm. he was raising Arizona. You know, I'd seen him in other movies, Kiss of Death. I saw him in that movie, uh, and I thought he was badass in that movie. <laughs> and this one, I was just like, oh, fuck, let me, let me check this movie out. Wait, this so had, had you seen... <laughs> Peggy Sue got married by that point. I did not. Okay, interesting. I didn't see that one till later in life. All right. And uh, Empire's Kiss. No, no, I'd heard about it though. Moonstruck. Heard about that one too. Oh wow! So you had just a completely different perspective of this guy. All yeah, right. I did. I mean, seriously, if you if you talked to me back then, yeah, I, I if I talked to myself back then, I'd be like, dude, Nicholas Cage, man, Wild at Heart, where he no didn't start know. Of the movie just jumps out of the car in the desert, starts doing push-ups. Didn't know about any of that. Interesting. Okay, so. Seeing him in this movie, I'm like, oh, H.I. McDonough, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and right. then, of course, uh, William Forsyth, I was like, oh, that's the dude from Out for Justice. You know, he was in that, too. Was he also not in Raising Arizona? But I, I, I related him more to... No, but to I mean, I'm thinking he, of the he same was. guy, right? Okay, yeah. He was. But I related him more to Out for Justice. Funny. And because he looked totally, he looked kind of different, you Because know? <laughs> in, in Out for Justice, he had the mustache. All right, all and right. And he did in, uh, as, in The Rock. But, uh, yeah, that one, uh, I was like, I got to see this movie. This looks pretty badass. And I finally watched it on VHS, blown away. Yeah. Seriously. And the critics agreed, too. They, well, they... except for what's his name? Who? Uh, what were the names? 
Oh, Siskel and Ebert. So oh, they didn't like it? Ebert, no, Ebert. Ebert's the one. Yeah, I know who Roger Ebert is. Roger Ebert liked it. Oh, he did? Gene Siskel was like, there's too much action. And Roger Ebert was like, it's an action movie. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, exactly. Like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. <laughs> the one image I always got from, from The Rock was the cage with the flares. Okay, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that was always the image that I always saw of that movie. And then the whole green, the the the, the green ball thing. The bolitas? Yeah, whatever he goes after it and he grabs it. Yeah. That was always in the trailers, too. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I always saw that. And then, you know, of course, when you watch TV and you see the the uh, they're reviewing movies and shit, they always show that shot. Right, okay. So when I, when I was seeing it, in, you know, when it was in theaters, I was like, okay, I've, I've got to see this movie. <laughs> And man, I, I was I was so happy to see that one. That was a fucking badass movie. It was. And you went. When did you When did you check that out? Uh, I don't. I mean, when it was in the theaters, I know that much. Oh, you saw it. You saw it in theaters. Yeah. Uh, I want to say around that time. Fucking rich boy. I I don't know where the <laughs> hell I got the money from. I know movie tickets with a student discount were like the three twenty five, three seventy five, something oh, like really? that. Oh, really? downtown I, I don't know how the hell i was getting downtown i don't know how i had money for movies but yeah yeah i was able to see a hand there was like when did that movie uh with uh with what's his name black rain um and gwyneth paltrow that was uh fall of 96 i think okay so like that whole summer and up till that point that was the last one i remember we saw we had shitty seats and it was kind of not good because there was a period there where like all the new movies were fucking great and then that one was the one that was like, oh, what the hell happened here? A Perfect Murder? Okay, yeah. Is that, yeah, that, yeah. that one with Michael Douglas? Okay. Yeah, okay. So You didn't like that one? It, it didn't help that we were sitting having a look oh, like this. Oh, okay, you we had to look up, okay. Yeah, but I remember it being not that great. So it was like, holy shit, all movies are good now. And then that happened. But um, <laughs> so, except for one or two of those, like, yeah, that summer, I feel like I saw all the major ones some, somehow. Fucking Independence Day, I got called like an hour before the showtime was going to start. And we got good seats. Damn. I don't know how that worked out. I'm like, okay, we'll come pick you up and we're here. I'm like, okay, cool. And all of a sudden I'm seeing this new movie on opening day. Damn. That was okay. before they even, that because, you know, when was it like years later when they started like, we'll give you the sneak preview on Thursdays. They weren't doing that back then. So, I mean, I literally saw like the first showing on that Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I, I, I might have seen that opening weekend. I don't remember, but I know I definitely saw it when it was at the theater. Really? Yeah. Okay. So that one opened on June 7th, 1996 with a budget of 75 million. Oh wow. And and also produced by Jerry Bruckheimer, uh mm-hmm. Don Simpson. Uh, that was the uh, movie that Don Simpson died in. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. I think at one point I remember when he passed up, but I I was actually going to ask you a minute ago I'm like when was that? Okay, yeah, he not- um they said that that Michael Bay didn't know about it. Mm. That uh one day Nicolas Cage wasn't bringing it. And they were, and you know, he had to confront uh, Cage. And he was like, "Hey, what, what, what's, what the fuck's wrong?" Yeah. And he was just like, uh, "Michael, you don't, you don't know." And he's like, "What?" And he's like, "Don died." Oh shit! And that it, it just it tore him up, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I remember that death happening, and and uh, that was I even read the book. Uh, I think it's called High Octane, mm-hmm. and it talks about Don Simpson's crazy ways <laughs> i mean he was crazy okay he was kind of like a weinstein sort of i don't know about the women though uh, but well, he, he was kind of crazy like weinstein you know mm-hmm. but um he but he made kick-ass action movies so is he, he gets, the one that at one point was like the head of paramount yeah okay he was he he, he greenlit uh fatal attraction no all those movies from from the early 80s 
that was all him, basically. The Paramount movies. We're, we're striking out early from there, right? Maybe early, yeah. He, okay. I think he did some early stuff, too. Okay. I'm not exactly when his tenure was, gotcha. but he was responsible for, for greenlighting those movies. Okay. So, there's that. Uh, yeah, it ju- he jumped from 19 to 75 million. Can you imagine that kind of, I mean, I like, that kind of pressure? Now, wait a minute. Was it that they gave him that up front, or was it more like, fuck, we're running over budget. I need a couple more million. They gave him that up front. Wow. They said he did. He, 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 was, on, he was on time and everything with... Damn. With it, with all the movie, with all the the budget and everything. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Now his other ones, some went kind of over. <laughs> um, we don't need lips, Michael. Shut up. It's my movie. <laughs> so, um, but apparently, Michael Bay has said that he thrives on that pressure. Oh, okay. Okay. Of, of big budgets, you know, going from this one to that one. Mm-hmm. He says he thrives on it. He he also has said that a lot of these independent filmmakers or directors coming up. They want to make the next uh, indie darling movie, you know. (laughs) He wants to make a blockbuster, a blockbuster, which I had to take from him when uh, uh, I did (laughs) my short film. I posted on uh, on uh, Instagram. I said, "I don't want to make the next independent movie. I want to make the next Bad Boys (laughs) too." And that's why we got Bobo too. That's why we got Bobo too, or the park. (laughs) Well, it's funny because I was throwing out ideas to to Michael. I said, uh, don't, don't, my friend Michael, Michael Ray. Okay. <laughs> uh, he, he was my cinematographer. <laughs> this, it's crazy. That's his name. Seriously. Uh, right. I was throwing out ideas. I said, hey, man, let's get a shot of, of, of my brother holding a gun, pointing it at the camera. He's like, why? It has not, that has nothing to do with the movie. I was like, I know. But if we make a poster of it, we just throw that on there and just make it seem like it's a fucking action movie. <laughs> I was saying shit like that. I said, listen. Park. Bobo Part Two. <laughs> well, if you if you look back at Bobo Part Two, the mm-hmm. Bobo the Park, mm-hmm. I meant it to be like for, uh, Rambo First Blood Part yeah, Two. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that was my that was the point of that. But I, I was telling him, I go, hey, let's get some shots, some action shots. It's like, but that's that has nothing to do with the movie. And I kept saying, I know, dude, but let's just throw that in there. It really sounds like you weren't allowed to direct your movie. I know, right? Mm. <laughs> but I was throwing out crazy crazy ideas though. <laughs> Okay. It was just stupid. It's like, we don't have money for blow or hookers. Yeah, right? <laughs> I don't do that. Jesus loves me. So uh, when that movie opened, it opened up at $25 million, went on to make $134 million. Oh, this is the spreadsheet info. Okay, I see it now. Domestic, $134, and then $335 overseas. Okay. Now, that's a, that's a damn good one-two punch right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's riding high. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, the next one, Armageddon. Which I know I saw at the theater. So did I. Took a girl to go see it. <laughs> hey, she you held want my some hand. popcorn? Why don't you go ahead and reach in there? She held my hand. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that was the first time I saw the trailer to Rounders. Oh, yeah? And I was like, oh, shit, that looks badass. I want to watch that. <laughs> now, Armageddon came out July 1st of 1998. This was after Independence Day. This is after Titanic. When a huge movie comes out, like Titanic, they want to make more of the same. Yep. Paradigm shift. Yep, yep. Yes. This was my problem with Armageddon, is they try to do the whole... Man, let's do a love story and let's throw a love story in there. Like, why? Even John Woo, I heard him talking about wanting to put a love story in his movies. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, no. 
You're an action director. Just do action. Maybe that's why I wouldn't. I'm not a. St- I, I could have been a great studio head. It's like I would be like, no, just make action. Don't do that love shit. As you're sitting there, like I don't know why they won't let these guys do things, and then you're like, I wouldn't let them do that. Like <laughs> I would say, hey, let's do more action. Do all the cool shit. Just yeah. don't do this love shit. Why yeah. is that in there? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I would say. <laughs> love. If you want to make a love story, go do a sci-fi movie. That's where that shit exists. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay, so Armageddon. I'm going to pretend I didn't see him wipe that single tear away. I know, right? (laughs) (sighs) Whatever. I'm like, let's edit this. Yeah, yeah, you're right. The Terminator was a good movie. Good call. (laughs) So that came out July 1st of 98 with a budget of $140 million. The most Mm. expensive movie to be greenlit at that amount of money. Damn, okay. Okay. Uh, The movie opened up at $36 million, which was was okay. And it went on to make 201.5 domestic. Okay. And total worldwide, 553.7 million. So, stupid question. With today's narrow-minded, short attention pan, attention span. Don't have the time for that S, huh? Context. Bro, I'm, I'm trying to get through this. <laughs> Today, people will be like, 140 and only made 200? That's a flop. Yeah. Uh, was it considered a flop? I would say no because it made its money, but right. But was it considered a flop back then, or is there anything you? It was. I just remember it. I know critics didn't care for it. Yeah. Oh God, it was blasted by the critics. I mean, seriously, I remember everybody, like all the critics, hating it. But all the people that that told me that went and saw it, they loved it. Yeah. Like that's when I started realizing, like, wait a minute, critics and people, <laughs> critics and real people, <laughs> yeah, yeah. have different opinions about this movie. Oh yeah. Which may, which is also was part of my insecurities back then. Is like, do I like shitty ass movies? Yeah, a little bit. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why do I gotta agree with that? <laughs> they, I really felt like I like shitty ass movies, and yeah. I was, and then I started saying like, fuck it, I don't give a shit. You know, there you go. I, I love these movies. You know, there you go. These critics ain't going to tell me nothing. That's why he bought Jim Cotter the other day. Fucking right. That movie was <laughs> shitty, by the way. God damn. I fell asleep watching that movie. I can't believe you spent money for oh, it. Oh, my God. I can't believe I did it. It was only $3. Yeah. So, but I remember this movie being hated a lot. You know, they were like, oh, it's just like a commercial. Bruce Willis and, and uh, uh, Ben Affleck are, uh, are running in slow motion. Oh, well, okay. All that shit. And then what else came out around the same time? Because I remember me and a buddy. I don't... Saving Private Ryan. No, 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 no. Uh, like, similar Save the World concept. Uh, the e- Core? Yeah, it was either The Core or what's the other one? There was another one that came out on... Deep Impact. Deep Impact. I think that's what I'm thinking of. Big thing. Yeah, that was a big big one back in the day, too. <clears throat> like, around the same time as yeah. this. Because I know... Uh, somehow I was talking to this buddy of mine from high school, even though at that point we're a couple years outside of high school. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, I liked Armour... what I say? Deep impact. It's like it. It was. It was not crescendoing, but like the. It was going up, and then it just kind of plateaued and never did anything. Yeah. And he's like, "Yeah, it was better than Armageddon." It just went. It <laughs> went right back down. I'm like, "What? No, it Damn. didn't." But again, different strokes, different folks. That was a, a movie that uh, I just remember Deep Impact coming out, and I remember the beef <laughs> that both movies had with each other. Yeah. Because <laughs> each each camp was talking shit about each other's movies. Mm. Okay, yeah. Taya Leone was in uh, Deep Impact. Oh, she probably just had a problem with Michael Bay. Well, uh, she heard some of the comment comments that Michael was saying. Okay, she he was saying something like, uh, you know, like, oh, you're gonna have some kid 
run away from a tidal wave in, on a motorcycle. He's like, that's pretty <laughs> stupid. And that they, they told her about that, and she's like, oh, that's that's so Michael. Yeah. You know, that's, <laughs> that's just like him to say that. And, uh, yeah, I, I just remember both of them just not talking nicely about each other. Nice. And, you know, when I saw it, I was like, man, I'm, I'm going to go with, with the bad guys with this one here, man. I loved Armageddon, you know. <laughs> You know, Deep Impact wasn't bad. It was more of a sentimental movie. I, I guess I've, I've only saw it the one time. You know, it was like it was about the loss of life. Like, you know, the parents, you know, just standing there looking at each other while the tidal wave washes them away. And see, and so, yeah, what did the thing hit? It hit in the ocean. Yeah. See, and that's what I, I've talked about this before because I read that one book from like the late 70s uh-huh. where that's exactly what happened. And the scientists are like, it'd be better if it hits land versus the ocean. Because if it hits the ocean, there's going to be tsunamis yeah. and earthquakes. It's going to be nuclear winter. Uh-huh. And they didn't have that in the movie. I'm like, this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. That, so that, that kind of killed it for me. I, yeah. That, that was... Uh, when I saw... I think I, I skipped that one in theaters. Did you? Yeah. But Armageddon, sure I, Armageddon I, I watched in theaters and... Uh, I mean, I fucking loved it. You know, Bruce Willis. You know... Yeah. I don't know if I recognize Ben Affleck. Uh, I know him from Chasing Amy. I don't think I'd seen that at that point. I did, uh, but was, I, I liked. I thought he was pretty pretty good actor. No, I mean, I, I I thought he was decent in this movie, but yeah. I'm like, I feel like I've seen that guy before, but I don't think I've actually seen him in anything. Uh, school, Owen Wilson, school ties. I and see. That's the thing. I probably had seen that by then, but I don't think he had a big part in there. No, yeah, like, like a couple lines or something. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I've seen that guy, but I'm like, okay, okay, he's decent. But yeah. Owen Wilson, I'm like, who's this weird blonde dude? Oh, yeah. well, I saw him in Cable Guy. And see, I don't remember him in there. Even oh, now, really? even now, having seen it recently, I don't An- remember. Anaconda? He was an Anaconda? I didn't see that That shit. Yeah, oh, no. really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're definitely of that era. Oh, these were my movies. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Some oh, them, God, yeah. Some of them were kind of shitty. Yeah, they were. Even without seeing that, I no, can tell you. See, that's the thing, though. I don't, I don't lie about that. Yeah, okay. I can admit good. that. Yeah. They, yeah, they were pretty shitty, but like, at the same time, I had a fun time watching Like John Voight, I'm like, wait, he's supposed to be a South American. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> The problem I had with that movie, though, yeah. is they dubbed Danny Trejo's voice at the beginning. Really? Yeah. Listen, listen to his voice. It's not him. And I had a problem with that. What What did they make? Did they make it sound like Hercules New York or what? It was just different. I have to show you. It just didn't sound like him. Hmm, okay. And that, that pissed me off. Sure. Because I was like, that's fucking Danny Trejo. Yeah, man. especially you when you heard all his dialogue from Desperado. <laughs> well, Heat. He was in Heat as <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, 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 I was just like, oh, shit. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, uh, uh, Armageddon though that that was yeah uh, yeah Owen Wilson was in that one uh, Billy you know Billy Bob Thornton uh, That's great so fucking hilarious cast that he got huge back then he he did he was a, a big guy like he was he was kind of fat a little, in, uh, little hefty yeah t- Tombstone on mm-hmm. Deadly Ground but his writing is probably what you know that's what got him famous for Sling Blade right that and bagging a. A super hot, fine woman. Yeah, <laughs> a prime Angelina Jolie. Yeah, what was her age difference though? It was it was it was pretty. Was he like fifty and she was twenty or something? <laughs> he felt like that. Yeah, but I mean, great cast. I mean, Steve Buscemi. He he was in that one. Uh-huh. Uh, Michael I mean, Clark Duncan. Michael right? Clark Duncan. Wait, um, wait, is that the right guy? Yeah, Michael okay. Clark Duncan. Uh, also, uh, 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 Will uh, Will Patton. Oh, yeah, that he punk was, from uh, After Hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, great great cast, great premise. I mean, it was a it was, it's a summer movie. Like, honestly, I think I was with it until they 
landed on the meteor. I'm okay. like, oh, okay, this is obviously a set, and this yeah. just seems fake. I mean, what are they supposed to do, land on a real meteor? No, but I mean, like, something <laughs> about it, I'm like, this just looks really fake. Yeah. Like, I yeah. feel like it wouldn't be this easy. Like, they're walking around like they're on Earth. I'll go with you on that. Yeah. Like, but I mean, that was, like, for what it was, I'm not, I'm not expecting, like, oh, my gosh, this is best picture of the year. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So that was, if I had any complaint, I'm like, okay, that looks kind of fake. But the rest of it was entertaining. I'm, I'm down. Yeah. You, do you know all the uh, debris that was hitting them and all that? Those are Rice Krispies. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, that they, they uh, yeah, they had to use Rice Krispies to and blow it on all the all the actors, you know, okay. just to make it look like there's shit going on. Yeah, uh, atmosphere basically. Yeah. Um, uh, Michael Bay's first choice for Harry Stamper was Sean Connery because one, wow, he says that Sean Connery is the best actor he'd ever worked with. Wow, okay, to this day, interesting and. Uh, apparently, uh, when on, on The Rock, when they were looking at the dailies, they were kind of questioning. They were saying, like, well, uh, I don't know what about this movie. You know, The, the studio heads were like, we don't know. Uh, <laughs> we don't know what, what's going on here. Second timer, blah, blah, blah. And when uh, Michael Bay went to a meeting to discuss the movie with the studio heads, Sean Connery wanted to go with him. And he assured them that Michael Bay was doing a great job. On oh, this cool. movie. Oh, well, no so, wonder he's sucking Sean Connery's dick. <laughs> he, yeah, he saved his career, basically, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, he was his first choice. But then when he, when, uh, he did research on the, on oil drillers, most of these guys that were running these oil uh, oil rigs were about uh, Bruce Willis's age. Okay. So that's when he went with Bruce Willis, thus starting the Michael Bay-Bruce Willis beef. What? what? Yeah, like... Please elaborate. He, uh, Bruce Willis went on uh, any cool news and even was, uh, made it, made up his own profile for, for, uh, the talkbacks on the, on that, on that website. Remember, you know, you have the, the, the message boards. Okay. So he went on there. He was called, he was calling himself Walter, Walter Bruce or something like that. And, uh, he was saying a shouting director is never a good director. Uh, he was saying all sorts of stuff that he didn't work well with him. And Michael Bay shot back saying, if that's so, why'd you ask me to do Die Hard 4? Uh. You know? So he was, uh, they they were kind of bickering back and forth. And, you know, as we've heard, Bruce Willis isn't easy to get along with, especially back then, too. Yeah. Uh, but they just let their, their beef die off, you know. Seems like uh, Walter Bruce or Bruno <laughs> has a problem with, with, you know, authority, I guess. Or conversely, don't try to talk to him like you're a pussy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, that's probably what it is. Uh, so but it's both. Yeah. Don't come at me hard. Okay, but stop being a bitch. Like <laughs> exactly, exactly. God damn so, it, Bruce. <laughs> but it would have been awesome to see more Michael Bay, Bruce Willis movies too. You know, I mean, a, a Die Hard Four directed by Michael Bay would have been great too. Oh, okay. You know? So you know what? So go, real quick, side sidebar. How we were uh, talking about uh, what's his name? The McCulkin kid, let him be in an action movie directed by Michael Bay. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Macaulay Culkin. Yes. Yeah, that that meme you sent was pretty funny. I was, yeah, I was like, yeah, I can see that. Let's yeah, do, let's do it. Yeah, we somebody I don't remember if it was Reddit or where or Twitter, probably both something. Hey, cast this guy as a prequel to Die Hard. I'm like, fuck, I would watch that. Yeah, I would watch it because the picture they had of him in enough. This is for the audience. The picture they had of him. He just kind of he had like a goofy like Hawaiian looking shirt yeah, maybe yeah his face was filled out looking normal how you'd expect him not like that one picture that everybody sees where he would look like he was drugged out and oh god out. yeah yeah he looked cool picture. as hell I'm like I'd watch this guy do anything right I now. would too yeah. especially in an action movie especially knowing that he's got a good sense of humor yeah 
and he hadn't ever done a movie like that, he probably has no ambitions to it. But like, if he would be, if somebody could give him a script and he's like, "Fuck, that sounds like that'd be fun." Yeah, it would probably be a fucking great movie. I, I'm with you on or, that. Or a fun movie. Yeah. If if it's something he could have fun making, I would. I'd be all over it. I would too. Let's let's watch that movie. Shit. <laughs> Especially, I mean, throw me some Michael Bayisms in there. Michael Why Bay not? says I'll direct a movie with Macaulay Culkin. Well, let's see what happens. He would make him a star. Seriously, he's already a, like, well, he's already a star, he'd right? he'd he'd uh, he'd rebirth him, I guess, okay. <laughs> to like a different stratosphere. Of perhaps, career. perhaps. So I think I think that would be awesome. I'd be down. So, uh, now on to the next one, Pearl Harbor. That's the one where it really felt like, look, they had this major love story in Titanic. Yes. We need that in our movie. Yes. And I'm like, why? Because the trailer, that one I do remember the trailer for, and it just looked awesome. It did. Especially with those kids. They were playing baseball. Obviously, just dropped the ball because there's those, what kind of planes? Mustangs or I don't know what. No, yeah. I don't know what kind of planes. The Japanese planes? Yeah, just yeah. flying right by them. Eye level. Dude. When I heard about Pearl Harbor being made by Michael Bay, mm-hmm. I lost my shit. I, I was think like, all of us did. That is going to be epic. Yeah. Okay. Because we we all kind of forgot about Armageddon. We're like, the guy that did The Rock's going to do Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Holy shit. And I think most of us were like, okay, so you got uh, Armageddon, uh, The Rock, Bad Boys taking on a historical right <laughs> historical uh, time, and uh, it could be kind of Titanic-ish, maybe. It probably could make as much money as Titanic. I don't even care about that. Just like, just because was this after Saving Private Ryan? This was after. Okay, so basically, so that was going. He had that going for him too. Yeah. So people were all about his historical, especially that particular war. Yeah. Like, oh fuck! If you're gonna make me something awesome, like the beginning of Saving Private Ryan, oh my god! This action guy who made these awesome movies, I can see him doing an awesome version of this. That's what we all wanted. I think Saving Private Ryan fucked this movie too. How so? Because if Saving Private Ryan never existed, I think this movie would have been better. Uh, I think it would have been better uh, uh, received. Received because you had Saving Private Ryan, which was very on the nose. I mean, people said that that veterans cried on this movie. Mm-hmm. So you've already got a movie that's that that set the bar high for war veterans, and then here comes Pearl Harbor. <laughs> I don't know that we want to set a bar high for war veterans. It's really not the... Well, like a movie that war veterans would love. I don't know that they loved it either, but I get Same you. Private Ryan, really? Yeah, there were guys that walked out like, fuck, you just reactivated my PTSD. Oh, shit. There were people that left after that scene or during the scene because they're Damn. like, no, that was that real. Okay, well, I just remember that movie being loved by a lot. Oh, yeah, people that weren't in the war loved yeah. it. <laughs> the Academy Awards loved it. The yeah. critics loved it. I mean, so, of course, when a movie like Pearl Harbor comes out, they fucking demolish it and you don't think it had anything to do with just get me in a plane of course but see when when i see that shit i see michael bay trying to pay homage to these guys like you know how sometimes you 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 uh you get into a situation and you start thinking man i wish i would have done this i wish i'd have done okay i've been i would have looked so much cooler if i just said this (laughs) i think maybe he did that for those veterans who said that's exactly how i felt but i didn't say it (laughs) Man, I hope not. Or maybe that's what they did say. Perhaps. And they were Perhaps. Just, oh, that's, that's dumb. Why are you going to say shit like that? Yeah. You know, but I think that's what he was trying to accomplish. You know, like the whole um, America fuck yeah kind of thing. Maybe. 
Like, hey, that was some good flying. Who taught you? He did. And then it shows that I'm like standing up in slow motion. <laughs> you know, I I get I know what he was going for, but at the same time, it's also like that was very sentimental mush that didn't have to be in the movie. Yeah. Just make a straightforward action movie. Right. From what I remember of the movie, <clears throat> excuse me, because it's been I don't know how many years since I've seen it. Uh, I feel like the part on the they weren't even at sea, weren't they docked? But the, the part on the ship, yeah. Like I feel like that part of the movie worked better. Yeah. In the context of like what I wanted from the movie. Yes, the, the Alec Baldwin. Uh, and was that Cuba? Boxing? Oh, that part. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but like even. Like, I get it. You can't just have, like, here's the war. Yeah. Kind of like Saving Private Ryan. There were the parts in between battles where there's them talking and interacting. Like, the, sh- the shit on the ship. Yeah. Even if that was, like, kind of, you know, melodramatic, cheesy, whatever. I mean, at least that worked better for me than these two guys that, man, mm. I'm going to fly a plane. And you're going to yeah. fly with me. We're oh going to be best God. friends. And all I disappeared. And where's my woman? Is your woman? Where? <laughs> yeah, all that was stupid. I really yeah. hated that whole. Uh, I think they said there was like a real story that was kind of like that, but it, it was different or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, why didn't they just base it off those two guys, you know? Something. Well, because then you have to pay money for... That's true, too. Yeah. So... You think this is why Ben Affleck did The Last Duel, so he could actually be cool with blonde hair instead of... <laughs> instead of the dye job he Being a dipshit with blonde yeah, hair. He's yeah. like, no, 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 I can do blonde. Hold on. Yeah. Give me another shot at this. <laughs> I never thought about that. But, uh, yeah, that, that movie was just the whole Titanic effect mm-hmm. and Saving Private Ryan, in my opinion. The movie got fucked because the studio or Jerry Bruckheimer, also, this was also produced by Jerry Bruckheimer, mm-hmm. they wanted the love shit in the movies to, to, to counter... We got to get the women to watch the movie, yeah, too. The and, more people we come, they come to see it, the more money we make. Yeah, And yeah. honestly, this is probably my, my least favorite Michael Bay movie. I like, can see that. I've only seen it maybe a handful of times. Yeah. If that. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and that's because I'm like, uh, I, I hate this love shit. You know, like <laughs> the sentimental love, like him popping the cork to his nose. And, you know, I get you're, it. You're we, mentioning stuff I don't even remember. It's like, I get it. We get nervous around around beautiful women or whatever, or sure. women that we love. But this is too goofy. <laughs> you know, and it was just, okay. I don't know. I just didn't didn't like this movie. I, I forgot she was in there to listen to a podcast K- with Beckinsale? her in it. No. Oh, Jennifer Garner? No. Oh, shit, who? Jamie King? Yeah, she was one of the nurses. Completely forgot till I heard her on the podcast. I'm like, shit, that was you. I need to watch that again. Oh, wait. Then I remember the rest of the movie. Like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you ask me right now, if you wanted to watch Pearl Harbor, I'd be like, oh, I don't know, man. You're like, are you, are you buying the ticket? Or yeah, what? I know, right? <laughs> so that movie opened on May 25th, 2001, the month of my graduation. Oh, okay. Uh, cost $140 million. Apparently, Michael Bay quit the movie like four times because they wouldn't give him the budget he wanted. And what did he do with it exactly? I don't know. Okay. I don't exactly. I'm not saying I don't see the money on the screen, but I'm like, I don't know. anyways, whatever. Yeah. Uh, the movie opened up at 59 million, went on to make 198.5 domestic. These these numbers are sounding so weird because Why? they're so little compared to numbers nowadays. Yeah. I mean, I realize the stuff recently is like. They're not even good examples of this is you know, like regular movie money. And inflation as well. Well, some of it's that, but yeah. I mean, like I'm now I'm like if it opened at fifty nine, well then it ended at like four hundred million. And well, uh, worldwide it ended up at four hundred. Well, no, but I'm saying like just domestics. Yeah, uh-huh. these, these they're sounding weird. I'm yeah. like I need to do the math on them, or or things are just so different now. Well, that one I just remember, like I read a lot of Entertainment Weekly back then, mm-hmm. 
And I was into the financial part. I was like, oh, yeah, let me see how much this movie made, blah, blah, blah. And uh, that one, they called it the first $200 million disappointment. Oh, shit. You know, uh, and I do got to say, yeah, it, I just remember the public turning on it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they they liked it, but then it nobody, like, cert, nobody went anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know? And, yeah, I just remember that movie, like, getting getting really, like, like fucked over. And I, I do, I now that I think about it, I really do think Saving Private Ryan fucked it. It's like Spielberg was like, hey, here's my war movies better than yours. But didn't this come out, like, you said two years later? Yeah, like two years later. Because I think it, it was so fresh in everybody's minds. They were like, oh, nothing's better than Saving Private Ryan. Well, I mean, so that's one counterpoint. They yeah. had three fucking years to get it right. They did. John Voight was in it. Uh, he played the president, uh, oh. which is kind of like, he, when oh, he stands FDR, up, right? like, yeah. you know, he's wobbly and shit. Don't tell me I can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true he yeah. was it polio what did he have yeah polio yeah yeah so uh yeah and i mean that movie also had a great cast cuba gooding jr was great in it uh kate beckinsale it is what it is <laughs> the, great cast but just the script wasn't there and that was the movie that michael bay said i'm done making pg-13 safe movies okay so moving on to the next one all right. Bad Boys 2. Wait, was the first one PG-13? No, that was rated R. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So, because he just done Armageddon and, and Pearl Harbor. Was Armageddon PG-13? Yeah, that was PG-13. Okay, interesting. Right. So, he wanted to make a movie. He wanted to make his own grindhouse movie, basically. Sure. <laughs> Which, in my opinion, Bad Boys 2 is one. <laughs> It is fucking nuts. Yeah. It is fucking crazy. <laughs> it it everything that Michael Bay anything about Michael Bay that you don't like, it's in that movie. <laughs> okay? Okay. There's even a lot of parts in there where I was like, oh my god, that, that was fucking stupid. Why <laughs> why did does it ha- why does it have to be two hours and twenty minutes? Yeah. And that was the other thing that Michael Bay uh, was doing is that a lot of his movies were were more than two hours long. Okay. Oh, the other thing I was, I was going to bring up is Armageddon and the Abyss. Similar beats, similar characters, similar uh, action scenes. There's a part in the Abyss when they're running through the, through the ship, and it's almost the same thing as whenever they docked with that uh, that fuel station with the Russian. Okay. When they're running, when you know the the fuel station is starting to leak and everything's starting to burn, they're running through the through the hallways, and it's it is very reminiscent of, of the Abyss. Hmm. And in the abyss, they were oil drillers as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a part where uh, one of the uh, uh, Lev in uh, uh, Armageddon says, "Don't touch my uncle. He's the smartest man." Blah blah blah. Yeah. And then uh, when when the, the the station started blowing up, he goes back to grab the picture, and something hits where he was at. And in, our, in uh, the abyss, this guy has a uh, like I think he's got a, a fish. Or something in a bag. Okay. He goes to grab it the same exact way, and something hits where he was at. Watch the abyss again. You'll you you'll see similarities. You say that like I can just pull it up anywhere. Is it don't, out yet? Oh, don't you have it? <laughs> Is it out? It's on a DVD somewhere. Oh yeah, like for like two hundred dollars. <laughs> I think I've got it here somewhere too. Yeah, because that was like they've never put it on anything past DVD. Oh, it's gonna hit 4K soon. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I can't like, wait to get that. One. I can't just boot it up anywhere. Oh, dude. Unless it's still on HBO. It if, was for a little bit. If you watch it again, just. Mm-hmm. Look for the similarities. Okay. You'll, and, of course, Ed Harris. And I mean, that means I have to rewatch Armageddon because I haven't seen that in a while. Okay. okay. So, yeah, Bad Boys yes. 2. Back, back to Bad Boys 2. Uh, 
Came out July 18, 2003. One of my favorite years of movies. X-Men 2. Uh, the list is endless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that had a budget of $130 million. Okay. Far cry from 19. From yeah. The first one. Seriously. Opened at 46.5. Made 138.6 domestic. 273.3 worldwide. Hmm. So do you kind of see the 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 differences in box office? You you make a movie like Armageddon makes five hundred fifty three million. Bruce Willis white lead. Oh, got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you. Make one with two black actors, two hundred and seventy three million. Yeah, but kind of half. But nowadays, if they did that, oh, it'd be different. A lot more money. Yeah, a lot more. I okay. mean, Will's a bigger star now. Yeah, of course. But this one though, I fucking loved. This movie. When he did that rotation through the two rooms. That was that the you, shit. That's where you creamed yourself. Oh my god, dude. And um Will Smith reloading and everything in slow motion. I don't remember that. Like yeah, he, he drops the clips from his from his guns and it goes in slow motion. And then yeah, the whole spinning spinning around the room and everything, <laughs> and them two arguing. Yeah. And then the whole Pa, you know, and he's all like, I got you and he puts the gun through the hole and shoots at the guy in the eye. <laughs> that was the shit, dude. <laughs> Now, I saw that at the movies. Okay. I mean, I was like a fucking kid in a candy store. I was enjoying every single second of this movie. Yeah. Now, granted, there were some parts in the movie where I was just like, why is that got to be in the movie? <laughs> like, come on. Like, the, them going into that uh, that uh, electronic store, and they're watching the video of the... of the, they, they grab some dude's camera, and they're they're looking at the surveillance he took from, from some mortuary. And then that one lady's all like... You got uh, homo shows going in my in, in this store. What kind of freak ass store is this? Like all that shit. Like I hated that. I don't remember that. Oh god, I'm, you're lucky. Okay. Okay, but all that shit. Like there's a, there's a lot of things that Michael Bay does in his movies where it's like, okay, I get it. He he likes that kind of humor. Okay. Doesn't yeah. mean that we like it. Wait, is this like the lady in the rock? Yes. Did you not like that? I got a motherfucking gun. You know, like oh, like why do you got to put that in there? <laughs> like. We get it. It's a bad situation. And she's like, help! It's like, who are you calling out to? There's, It's taken over by these fucking uh, Navy SEALs. People do that, though. <laughs> but it, if now, if I was the, 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 the studio head, I'd be like, okay, can you cut this out, please? Ooh, okay. Now. Hmm. <laughs> now, put more explosions in there. I'll give you money for that. He's not one for diversity. <laughs> no, I am. I am. Don't get me wrong. I am. But just that kind like, of humor. I already I allowed two black actors. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you see this one at the movies? Uh, Bad Boys 2, no. Really? Yeah. What made you not want to see this at the oh, movies? Oh, it's not that I didn't want to. I think that was during this period where I was not poor, poor, but I was poor. And I'm like, I just got to pay off my credit cards. And yet, I was with my ex that was helping me run them up. And Damn. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, there was a period there where I wasn't spending money on anything. Like like one time, I was like, man, I just, there's a CD we have in stock and I've wanted it for years. And then it ended up being like 8 or $9 and I was still worried. Like, fuck, am I going to have money to pay my bills? And it turned out like it, that this whole time for however many months I was not doing anything, not yeah. spending money. I had like extra money. I just didn't know. I okay. Say, yeah. That, that's how bad it was. I wasn't doing really? anything unnecessary, like Shit. nothing. Okay. And worried about an $8 CD. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw this one at the movies, and it was, you know, great time at the movies, too. You yeah. Know? Uh, uh, I mean, once once it hit VHS, I mean, not VHS, DVD, mm-hmm. I bought the fucker. It was like a two-disc uh, two disc edition and everything. I watched all the special features on it and everything. Nice. It was, yeah, that was a movie uh, 
where I didn't give a shit if anybody liked it or not. <laughs> I liked it. There you I go. didn't care. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and that one has a 23% Rotten Tomato score. What was the problem there? Oh, probably the, at the end where, oh, let's all go to Cuba. Yeah, that extended ending at yeah. the end. Yeah, that was... That was a little, like, little this too is, much. This is illegal five different ways, but let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Because in the first Bad Boys, when when uh, Fouché finds uh, Taylor Leone at the apartment, mm-hmm. that could have been the end. But then they slapped on that ending at the at the hangar. Okay, yeah. Which is fine. It was still under two hours. Mm-hmm. This one, they raid, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, the bad guy's mansion. Yeah. And then they, they grab Sydney. And they, they they go to Cuba, and it's like there's 20 more minutes yeah. <laughs> that we don't we we probably didn't need, but I didn't I didn't get I didn't care. I was there to see the action. Right. I paid ten dollars to go see that movie. <laughs> I want I want I want my money's worth. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's one thing I'll, I'll I'll give the critics is like yeah it, it was it ran it did run on too long, so there's that. I agree with that. Other than that, I love the movie. One of my favorites as well. I'll have to rewatch that soon. Yeah. Now, he did one, two, three, four, five movies with uh, Jerry Bruckheimer. Okay. This next one, he got stolen from another titan, Steven Spielberg. What movie is this? The Island. Oh, I vaguely remember Spielberg being associated with that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, you know, DreamWorks. Yeah. Executive produced by Steven Spielberg. Okay. Okay. Now, here's something for the haters. Even Spielberg says Michael Bay is a great filmmaker. Cool. Even, let me re- repeat that <laughs> to you guys out there. Even Spielberg says Michael Bay is a great filmmaker. Shut the fuck up. It's like, just like his dad, whichever one that might be. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> Man, I swear to God, you're on a roll with dad. <laughs> I still remember the last, the, the last episode we did shit. <laughs> he did forgive me. He did. I did have to knock on the door and he did have to unlock it before I could come in today. Yeah, you know, it was. It but was, I, I definitely had to wait. <laughs> <laughs> Made you wait a little two, two extra seconds, you know. Now who the fuck is out there? Oh, you? I'll get to that. <laughs> I was like, who's this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got my burrito? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Come on in. <laughs> bag. So, okay, so now uh, Michael Bay did go on record saying that whenever he spoke to uh, uh, Jerry Bruckheimer, Bruckheimer didn't have the kindest words about him moving over to DreamWorks. Oh, yeah? One, um, I think he was going to direct King Arthur for, uh, for Jerry Bruckheimer. That went on to, to Antoine Fuqua. He was going to make that one. And um, he he said uh, he, he said that Jerry Bruckheimer had said something like, so I heard you're doing a movie with Spielberg. He's like, oh, I don't know if I'm doing, if I'm going to do it with him, but uh, it's it's on the table. And Jerry Bruckheimer said, just so you know, we passed on that movie. Click. Huh. And that was that. Kay. I think they rekindled their, their friendship and all, but uh, I think there was some animosity about that, which I don't understand why, because... He's he's a I mean he's got to understand I mean even Tony Scott left and yeah. went on to make other movies with other filmmakers maybe that's what it was like all oh, you fuckers keep leaving yeah or maybe there was a dying that kind of movie was a dying breed because well then again that Batman Begins had come out the same year as The Island so maybe they was starting to shift more towards comic book shit no no you you think the big budget action movie was still was still going big yeah just in that case it just happened to be 
based on a comic book character. Yeah. I mean, even that wasn't, it wasn't like the comic book movies we got a few years later. This, right. The Nolan movies were like grounded. Yeah. So, yeah. So, The Island came out July 22nd, 2005 on a budget of $126 million. Okay. That same year, Stealth came out. <laughs> Another disaster. <laughs> this one made $12.4 million opening weekend. And grossed 35.8 domestic, 162.9 worldwide. Michael Bay has gone on record as well uh, saying that the marketing department fucked his movie up. That overseas, they they touted it as the next Michael Bay spectacle. Oh, yeah? Here at home, he says he, did, he didn't think they did their jobs right. And they, didn't, they didn't tout it as a spectacle? Yeah. Talking about the island? Yeah. Was it really a spectacle? I think it, it should have been... It definitely shouldn't have had the big budget that it had. Okay. Because it wasn't a big event movie like his other ones. No. It was just like a regular like a regular uh, uh, action movie, you know? like How much money did they have to, sp- to pay Microsoft to have those being... Oh, my God. I don't know. All right. <laughs> phone that, now, that one, that's when I started noticing all the uh, product placement. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I see what he's doing. <laughs> I mean, then again, I, I, I think of it like this. You go anywhere. You see fucking name brands everywhere. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. No, you no, out there. Yeah. Which kind of gets me when I hear people say, oh, look, he's touting so-and-so. It's like, well, aren't you wearing Nikes? Yeah. You know? <laughs> but the, everybody, you know, my brother especially, he'll be like, yeah, but you don't have to show it in the camera's face. Like, oh, look, blah, 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 this. All right. Well, then why the fuck did you wear those out today? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that movie, um, I remember like the, the big dogs like just, failing that year i mean uh tony scott did domino uh uh antoine fuqua was gonna make american gangster Mm -hmm. and they 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 shut that movie down from him really yeah you should read the behind the scenes of that one as well that's that's got a crazy crazy uh uh, history Hmm. like someone should make a movie on that on that movie so they wouldn't let the black man make a movie about the black man they wouldn't we had to not just see the white man's version we had to see the colonizers version interesting interesting right Hmm. Uh, even uh the island was about to get uh shut down as well damn what was going on that year i don't know i think they were just overspending Hmm. and um uh because you know the devil's rejects came out at the same time and hustle and flow like i think they came out the same weekend and both of those did better as far as like critically and profit profit wise as well they Mm -hmm. did better than than these i think that's the time when they were like all right that's enough spending money on Big big movies like this that don't have to be this this big. Okay. Okay. Now on the commentary of uh, the island, Michael Bay kind of just like halfway through goes, "Okay, let's talk." <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "This one didn't do very well, but in North Korea, it did this and this and that." <laughs> wow. So he was like really trying to win one for himself. Yeah. And I mean, it, like I said, it did it did really good overseas, but just here, I just remember. I saw trailers, but I didn't see as much trailers as his other movie. Which is a good thing, because that means that arguably they weren't spending money on advertising. Right. I mean, at least you saw the trailers. And when I saw it, of course, I was like, oh, it's a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> and I had just gotten married, so she, okay. she didn't give a shit about Michael Bay then. I mean, l- later on, she was like, oh, I know who Michael Bay is, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. But um, she was like, yeah, I don't like this movie. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I fucking loved it. Did you, though? I did. Did you? I did. No, it ain't. It ain't my fault. Okay, <laughs> don't try to psychologize me right now. <laughs> psychologize. <laughs> uh, I was like, 
he is Michael Bay because I was also like, oh shit, this is a disaster for him. He's yeah. not going to make any more movies, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be movie jail. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> but uh, I didn't see this one at the movie. I waited till till uh, VHS. I mean, fucking VHS. DVD. Okay, yeah. And yeah, I was I was fine with it. But now, is there things in the movie that, 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 that has problems? Yeah, sure. For example? Uh, like, it, first it was two hours and 16 minutes. Didn't have to be. Damn. Okay. Okay. That's my only. That's my biggest problem with his movies. That they don't have to be that long. Okay. <laughs> There's some parts in the movie like like uh, Steve Buscemi's wife. Oh look, they got matching bracelets, baby. You know, blah blah blah. It's like, does that have to be in the movie? <laughs> like, take take that shit out. Like, <laughs> like the fucking humor. Like, take some of that out. You don't need that. It would have been a great fugitive style movie. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, Jaimon Hansu was the the guy going after them. He he was cool as fuck. I liked him in that movie. I liked his character. I thought that was awesome. His backstory that he, that he was sold into slavery, it was all kind of the same as what this guy was doing playing God with these clones. Mm-hmm. You know, Sean, Sean Bean. Guy that always dies in the movies? Yeah. yeah. He dies in this one too. Surprise. <laughs> I thought all that was cool. He was playing God with these clones. You know, the way he was acting, it was like, that. that's that's awesome. But just some of the stuff in the middle of it, it was like, that doesn't have to be in there. Or, <laughs> And the highway chasing, he kind of copied himself with Bad Boys too, throwing stuff off the the truck. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. The train wheels. Yeah, that was uh, that was awesome. I thought that was still cool, but uh, yeah, like I said, some of the stuff in the middle of the movie was like uh, that was just for padding, I guess. Other than that, I I didn't mind the movie. But it just didn't have to be a, a big budget movie, like huge, huge budget movie. Yeah, I could see reworking that and. It'd be like the type of movie we used to get, like a weird sci-fi movie from the 70s. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe like Free Jack with Emilio Estevez. Remember that one? I know I've seen it, but don't remember most of it. So did you see this one at the movies? No. No? Oh, you skipped it? I mean, again, that was during that period. During that period? Going to okay, movies, wow. Yeah. That's two years of you doing uh, that. There were like several years several of years? me not going to the movies. Is this when you had the uh, Travolta hair? Uh, Pulp Fiction Travolta hair? At some point in, what year was this? 2005. Uh, that was probably starting to grow then, yeah. Wow, okay, okay. Okay, so the next one, this one was the get out of jail free card. All right, all right. Michael Bay directed Transformers. Now, this oh. one... We did see that in the theater. So did I. Okay. This one holds a special thing for me because my ex-wife was pregnant mm-hmm. with my son. Okay. And uh, we this one came out July July third, two thousand seven, on a budget of one hundred fifty million, which I thought was kind of cheap for a movie like that. You know, I remember seeing the budget. I was like, oh, really, one hundred fifty? Okay. But wasn't that still back when they were like, nobody ever gets more than a hundred million? Where they were still trying to keep up that facade. I guess yeah, something like that. Yeah. So one hundred fifty million. 70.5 opening weekend. Oh, wow. Okay. That is his biggest opening weekend. Made 319.2 million. Again, another another top. And uh, 709.7 uh, worldwide. Hmm. So, Mr. Bay was back on top. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me get your slippers, Mr. Bay. <laughs> um, so, as I was saying, that one holds a special spot for me because... Again, at that time, too, I, I didn't see a whole lot of movies yet, the movies as well. Mm-hmm. And I went and saw that one. Well, as the 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 ending was happening, the whole cli- climax, <laughs> you know, you always make that face when I say that. Because you always make a face when you say it, I'm just saying. <laughs> 
she said she took she leaned over to me and said hey he's squirming around in here you yeah, know yeah. he's he's moving around and i said of course he wants to come out and he wants to watch the movie <laughs> so i was always ever since that that movie's held a special spot in my in my heart because of that okay and right. when the movie hit uh uh uh, DVD, it came out at the same time as uh, 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 Death Proof. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So and uh, Planet Terror mm-hmm. as well. Like those, those came out around the same time. Oh no, it was Planet Terror. So I was watching both of those back to back, and you know when my son was old enough to, for me to hold them on my lap and you know just have him watch the movie. Yeah. You know he he was just sitting there just you know staring at the images, <laughs> and I swear to God I I could be mistaken. But I, think, <laughs> I think he smiled. <laughs> well, watching which movie? Planetary? Yeah, no, Transformers. Okay. So that that movie not only was that a, I mean Shia LaBeouf, I mean that catapulted him into stardom, right? Yeah. I mean he had just done what like uh, Disturbia. And was that Hulk. before that? Yeah, like okay. right before, like that same year. Mm-hmm. He also did uh, Holes as well. He did uh, Dumb and Dumber Two. Oh, I he was in that one. It's kind of stupid. <laughs> And this one just just made him a big star. Him and Megan Fox. Oh yeah. I mean Megan Fox. Ooh. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. I mean Michael Bay knows how to make stars, and he made them stars. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And the the movie as well. Uh, there was a highway chase scene in that one. Uh, you know. Same op- footage. Optim- no. Okay. Optimus going after you know the the big ass truck. The the. Is that the one where it looks like one of them is skating down the freeway? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Okay. Okay, so tell t- talk to me about that. What? I, that I just vaguely remember seeing somebody looking like they're roller skating, and I was like, "What?" Okay, so people know I, I love the movie. Now, what's what was your take on the movie? You, since you're you're more of a big Transformers cartoon fan than I am. Yeah, um, I didn't care for a lot of the changes. Like what, what changes overall, I thought the movie was decent. I'm like, okay, I, I would have not done this. I wouldn't have done that. I would have changed this. But like, okay, yeah, okay, I get it. You got to kind of rewrite stuff to yeah. make it exciting for the audience. I get it. But yeah, like, I don't know, like six or seven out of 10. Okay. There. Yeah. Okay. So, so it wasn't, so when you went and saw it, was it, uh, was it big for you? Did you want to like, you couldn't wait to see this movie? Uh, the trailer made it look different enough that I'm like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to receive this. Okay. So we'll just not have any expectations. Uh, online, I forgot where I was reading. There was some forum I was in and people were talking about the movie. And somebody said like something to the effect that they didn't like it. And one guy replied with, oh, we'll see, because I used to love the cartoons when I was a kid. That's why I love this movie. And I think maybe the previous guy was like, yeah, I used to love the cartoons as a kid, too. That's why I didn't like the movie. <laughs> God damn. Oh, shit. I was like, that yeah. is fucking nuts. I'm like, I get that. I completely understand that both sides of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think I remember also that the critics didn't tear it too much apart. I don't, yeah, I don't remember it getting... Yeah. Like they much. said, I, all I kept hearing was that it was... A, it was I was reading any cool news a lot. <laughs> and yeah. all the early reviews were coming in saying was that it was... It was an enjoyable summer action movie. Mm-hmm. And this one, for me, took over as the best summer movie I've ever seen. <laughs> took over from what? Independence Day. Because <laughs> seriously, okay. if we look back at Independence Day, we could probably make a whole episode about that one. Yeah. Um, Independence Day, if everyone remembers the whole White House blowing up, that was huge. Yeah. And I remember watching that thinking, okay, this is the movie, you know, it's July 4th weekend, you go watch it, you watch the fireworks there and outside. Yeah. That was fun. This one, I got that same feeling. Hmm. Okay. 
I think it was also I was also high on being being a dad for the yep. first time, <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's and, also high. Yeah, oh, it was shit. it was that it was that high, you know, and yeah. uh, and I think that went hand in hand with why I love the movie so much, and uh, yeah, that one just took over as my favorite summer July Fourth action movie. Okay, okay. So yeah, that one uh, that again, Michael Bay was sitting high. <laughs> then came Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen. actually saw that at the theater this one has some history for me too yeah okay so this came out june 24th 2009 on a budget of 200 million made a hundred point hundred and eight point nine million opening weekend so half of his budget was already recouped <laughs> opening weekend <laughs> the movie went on to make 402.1 so Another high for both for for Michael Bay, eight hundred and thirty six point three million worldwide. This movie See, did that's, good. That's I'm like yeah, big jumps in numbers is what yeah. I'm used to. Yeah. So th- that's more closer to what today's numbers are, yeah. right? Oh, and by the way, I just realized I kind of lied a minute ago. So maybe I'm thinking of the number of movies I saw with my ex. Ah, okay. <laughs> because then I know after we broke up, was it was it 2006 where like the Fountain and Blades of Glory came out? Yeah. And, and the oh, 2007. So six and six, seven. Six, seven, yeah. Yeah, I was seeing movies like every week at that point. Really? Yeah, just did take my Rocky, mind off shit. Did you see Rocky Balboa? Did not get to see that well, one. Well, then you didn't see every movie. No, I didn't say I saw every movie. I saw I was seeing lots of movies like every week. Well, you didn't see lots. You yeah. didn't see that one. And, okay. Again, <laughs> ambitious to see it. I'm supposed to go see it with somebody. And then she's like, I'm so sorry we didn't go. Like, yeah, bitch, you're the reason I didn't go to see that movie. Ah, oh, damn. But anyway. I still would have gone by myself. <laughs> I, I don't, yeah, I think I was just holding out that I was supposed to go with that person and not nah, whatever. Okay. Stupid me. Anyways, continue. Oh, Michael so Bay. no. Uh, but yeah, biggest of the following. Probably uh, the biggest movie his career right there. Now the backstory of this one. Okay. The first one had a had a great enjoyable seeing it at the movies. I was like, I was so happy. The second one, this was the final movie I saw with my ex wife. <laughs> I was I moved out that night after watching this movie because she was so mad that you made her watch that <laughs> yeah they're like fuck you man like what was that bullshit where they teleport to the desert and everything just grinds to a halt and the old man talks for 10 minutes get yeah, the fuck out of my exactly apartment. <laughs> I mean, and then the whole movie i actually felt the worst parts of michael bay's movies i was like okay this is taking too long mm. you know i was just like because I, I was in a mood that night of course okay you know um uh, and normally, you know, when you hear uh, uh, movie podcasts talk about movies, they don't talk about this kind of shit, right. <laughs> which I think is. But I think I think we just like this is what I associate with that movie. Sometimes, sure. you yeah, know, yeah. we all we all associate shit with, with movies. And yep. this one, I was like, okay, here, this is one of the worst nights of my life, and I'm watching this long ass movie. <laughs> yeah. After that, yeah, you know, we went our separate ways. You know, we we did what we did. Blah blah blah. Now I saw it a second time. Okay. With my brother and a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And I loved it even more. I was like, it was like a whole bunch of, it was, I felt a big weight off my shoulders. Hmm. You know, it was, I was like, okay, I'm done with, with that relationship. You know? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't want, I was, I was happy to get out of the relationship, but at the same time I wasn't. But seeing that movie again with, with my brother and my friend, it was a better experience as far as the movie goes. Okay. Um, yeah. Does that movie have problems? A million problems. <laughs> That 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 was a that was a crazy ass movie. The action scenes are still top notch. Fucking Optimus dies in that one and comes back, 
And I the, remember that. the one thing I fucking hated about that movie was Sam going to Transformer Heaven. I don't remember that either. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, why is this in the movie? But then there was also that one part where my, Megan Fox is running in slow motion. You know, boobs are, you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about. You know, you know. The only you thing I remember it. is a whole bunch of action. They, I, am I wrong that they teleport? Yeah, they do the teleport. Desert? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like all that stuff that built up, just just grind to a it halt. Does. Just ground to a halt. But so that it wouldn't seem, so it wouldn't be obvious that it ground to a halt. He kept spinning the goddamn camera around them, <laughs> like helicopter circling them. Yeah. Look, no, no, no. There's still stuff happening. Like, no, it's not. Yeah. Like, cut this visual bullshit. I think what the best parts of those movies is the ending, the the, the big fight. <laughs> you are correct. Oh no, shit. <laughs> It's the the big the big action scenes at the end. Okay. You know, because that one, there's a part where these fighter planes drop a whole bunch of bombs on where the Decepticons are, and it's a huge explosion show. Okay. And it's like, and that's what I, when I saw that part, I was thinking, I wonder what it's like going to a Michael Bay July 4th fireworks special. I would love to see that. They just have sparklers. He's like, man, I see a bunch of bullshit yeah, all right? throughout the year. I'm good at this. You want so, a burger? Cheese? No cheese? Right. Okay, I got patties with onions, without. Which one do you want? Okay, I'm going to put your cheese on this one. <laughs> do you know uh, his house is Hulk Hogan's house, right? No. His old house or whatever? Okay. And he's got a big-ass bum- bumblebee uh, statue in his backyard? Like the one in La Gran Plaza? Oh, do they have that? Oh, did you not know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, the entrance by the theater? Oh, I got to check that out then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's his house. That's how his house. And I always say, like, I wonder what his barbecues and shit like that is like. You know, just I wonder what that's all like. Yeah. I would love to go to a Michael Bay party. Now, this one, um, yeah, the critics trashed this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I remember correctly, I mean, like, nobody liked it. I mean, it, it, it had a big opening weekend from what I remember. Yeah. Because everybody had high expectations and. Yeah. But go figure, it made all that money. It made a lot of money. And I think some people, even like the regular uh, people, were like, "All right, that's enough." Yeah, you know. So I think everybody was getting burned out on on that one by by the time uh, part three came out because part three was kind of a uh, not a reboot. No, nah, no, that was part four. Part four was a reboot. Part three was like, "Okay, I get what you guys are saying. Mm-hmm. L- let me make another one and, and ma- make it up to you." I really need to rewatch that one. Three was a little bit better. Is that the one that had, uh, what's his name from the moon on it? Yeah, uh, uh, Neil Armstrong. The Decepticon. Oh, uh, God, I'm talking about real people over here. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I know you're talking about Leonard, Leonard Nimoy. No. It was, yeah, it was the voice. I'm not talking about the voice. I'm talking about the, the character, the actual oh, robot. Oh, shit. What is his name? The one that was like a big-ass phaser gun, the actual toy. The one that Radio Shack had their own knockoff version of. Why? Because I had that. I had, had that, that Radio Shack. I don't know where it is now, but I had that. I okay. keep wanting to say Soundwave, but that's not right. No, Shockwave. no, no. Uh, like in the cartoon, he was based on the moon. Let's see. Let me take a look. Uh, Dark of the Moon. Here we go. Oh, that makes sense. Dark of the Moon. That's yeah. That's uh, yeah. I forgot to mention Transformers: Dark of the Moon. And let's see. We got. Yeah, I could be looking this up myself. Tyrese was in this one as well. <laughs> he was came he back. The second one. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was in the second one. Okay, where are you, Leonard? Oh yeah, John Malkovich was in it as a Autobot. No, he was a uh, uh, Shia's Shia's boss. <laughs> and oh my, I think it was kind of a it was kind of stupid. Let's see, Leonard, where are you? Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly was in that one. Leonard Nimoy should have played 
some version of Megatron? Because he was Galvatron in the animated movie. Oh, he was? Yeah. Let's see. And after Orson Welles died, they took Leonard Nimoy and slowed his voice down to do... Uh, oh, fuck. What's the big guy's name? The big planet-eating robot. Oh, shit. I don't know that the one. The one that Orson Welles did the voice for. Fuck, why? Not Omicron. What the hell is his name? Unicron? Unicron, yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was Orson Welles. Then he died, and then they just said, Leonard, say these lines, and we'll slow them way down. So you sound like Orson Welles. Oh, shit. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know that. Uh, Shockwave. Okay, Shockwave is what I was thinking of. Okay, because he played Sentinel Prime as the bad guy in this one. Shockwave was in four, I think. He was the uh, the assassin. I don't know. I just know he's he was in the cartoon. He was on the moon, and he yeah, didn't that's, have a face. That's, that's he, part four. He just had a laser. So they had a fucking Transformers movie that took place on the moon, but they didn't have the fucking Transformer that was based on the moon in it? No. Ah, oh, goddamn. <laughs> no, because uh, Sentinel was on the moon, and they, they reawakened him. And he comes over to Earth, and he he's like, oh, I'm part of you guys. I'm part of the Autobots. And then he just turns on everybody. Okay, that sounds like terrible writing. Right? <laughs> so at the end of that one, um, uh, there's a cool-ass part that I, I thought was awesome. Again, the ending of it was was another was the great, best part of the movie. You know, uh, you got Josh Dumal uh, flying like rodents in the... Throughout all the buildings and everything. Like and the, rodents. Yeah, weren't they supposed to be like squirrels or some shit or bats? <laughs> I don't know. So so they're doing that. And then um, the one part I hated was was Optimus getting stuck in all these wires and everything. And it was just like, so you take him out of the movie and just do that to him, huh? Okay. So at the end of the movie, um, Optimus goes to uh, uh, kill. Oh, no. Uh, Sentinel was about to kill Optimus. And then uh, what's his name? Hugo Weaving comes out and... and shoots sentinel and everything and they're fighting and everything and he's all like what would you be without me and he's all like time to find out who is hugo weaving hugo played uh, uh the bad guy uh megatron okay and you know wait so who was megatron in the first movie it was hugo weaving okay and then like he, he ended up not doing the fourth one because of he was like oh i'm doing this stupid robot movie and michael bay was like you know we're at a time where uh People would do anything to to, to make this mu- this much money that you're making to voice a, uh, a right. robot, yeah. And you're and you're bitching about it, yeah. So he was like, "You're not coming back before, <laughs> fuck you." So yeah, at the end of it, uh, Megatron is all like, uh, "Who would you be without me, Optimus?" And he's like, "Time to find out." And then he beats the shit out of him, and then he goes to Sentinel, who's over there lying almost dead, and he shoots him in the head. And it's just like that was the best part of the movie right there. That whole <laughs> that whole three way. <laughs> What an interesting way to describe it. I know, right? Uh, so, yeah, Dark of the Moon, I think, I thought that was the end of it. Okay. With uh, Michael Bay and Transformers, because I think he also said he wasn't going to do part two unless they put it on HD DVD, because he loved the visuals of 300 on HD DVD. Oh, just seeing something in high def? Yeah. Okay. So they were like, no, we're going to Blu-ray because our company does ah, Blu-rays. Okay. And he's like, well, I'm not going to do blah, blah, blah. And then he's <laughs> all like... All right, well, all right, well, whatever. And then, of course, Blu-ray wins, and you know Michael Bay has to eat shit. <laughs> so, um, yeah, after Transformers Three, I was thinking, okay, that's it with him and, and those movies. It's over, right? Because the next one he does is Pain and Gain. Now, I don't remember what problems I had with it. Like I was like, oh okay, that, that, but for the most part, I liked that one. Did you? That one I felt was way better than people were making it sound like. 
Oh, okay. Oh, I meant, forgot to mention. Uh, Transformers 3 came out June 29, 2011. A budget of $195 million, Grossed 97.8 opening weekend. Wow. 352.3 domestic worldwide. One billion one hundred twenty-three million point seven. Jeebus, that's a lot of money. Yeah, that's not a cake. <laughs> Give this man, let him, let this man do whatever he wants. <laughs> let this man cook. So, Pain and Gain. He had been trying to make that movie for a long time. He, try, I think, he was trying to make it like back when Armageddon came out. Damn. Okay. Because he had, he had heard the story because he's a big Miami guy. Uh, Michael Bay is. All right. That's where he lives and everything. He loves my he loves Miami. This all happened in Miami with these uh, uh, fucking body bodybuilders. <laughs> yeah. Which the movie was kind of a Fargo type of movie if, you, if you want to put it that way. Yeah. Because uh, the criminals were just fucking idiots. A little bit. Okay. Daniel Lugo and then the character that The Rock was supposed to be playing is like, was like an amalgam of, ho- of a whole bunch of other people that were a part of this whole thing. Okay. Yeah. And when you watch the movie, yeah, they're the... The biggest dumbasses of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, his character, uh, The Rock's character, was cooking the the hands, yeah. so he could get rid of the, the 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 evidence or whatever. Yeah, which is so random. Yeah, and in the middle of the movie, when that's happening, it freezes on it and says, "This is still based on a true story," yeah, yeah. which I thought was awesome. Yeah, and you can tell Michael Bay is a big Coen Brothers fan. I would go along with that from that movie, yeah. He casts a lot of the same actors from their movies in his as well, oh, okay. if you notice. I have not. John that, Goodman, yeah. Nicolas Cage, William Forsyth, Francis uh, McDormand. What's what's that one guy? The Jesus? John Turturro. John Turturro, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Seriously, he, he loves those movies. Hold up. What was Francis McDormand in? She was in uh, 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 Dark of the Moon. Oh, shit, okay. Yeah, she was like a high society, uh, not society, a high uh, government official. Oh, okay. Uh, she was John Turturro's boss in, in that uh, movie, okay. basically. But, uh, yeah, and this one, you could just tell he was trying to make that kind of movie. I go along with that. The first time I went and saw it, I went with a friend of mine. Okay. And he was smoking weed. <laughs> yeah. And I, w- I was like, yeah, let me let me try some of that. Oh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so I held it with two hands like this. Yeah. I was like, <coughs> you know. <laughs> and when we, when we got in the theater, I got very hungry. Of course. I got like raisinets. I got <laughs> popcorn. I got my drink and everything. And while I was watching the movie, the whole the whole scene when they kidnap uh, Tony Shalhoub, mm-hmm. they're in the, a place that has like a lot of uh, sex toys, which is kind of weird. I vaguely remember that, yeah. Yeah. I got up and went to the bathroom. <laughs> I fucking threw up, dude. <laughs> okay. I don't know if it was the movie that made me throw or maybe it was the weed. Probably the weed. But I fucking threw up and I left. Oh wow! And I told my friend, I go, hey man, I'm sorry, man, I gotta go. Uh, I'm I'm throwing up. For you. I, I'm throwing up in this motherfucker. And he's like messaging people, like Mondo's really weird about sex toys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but then I saw it a second time. You know, me and my brother went. I, I think my son went with us too. And uh, your three year old son? How yeah, old he was? He? I don't. He, well, he, this came out. So he was six. Okay. All yeah. right. So this movie came out April 26, 2013, which is kind of weird because movies that are released. At the end of April, huh. are the ones. It's like the dumping ground. Oh, there's a few of those periods during the year, isn't there? Yeah, it's like the one that they put out so it can get killed by uh, whatever big event movies coming out in May. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I've always heard. Okay, that's what they do with those movies. Like if they can't, it's not releasable any other time. Just throw it out there. The movie may, the movie cost twenty six million, 
which is a far cry from 200. Yeah. You know, uh, opening weekend made 20.2. Cool. So it already made most of its money back. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, it went on to make 49.8 uh, domestic and 87.3 worldwide. So lowest grossing movie, even than the island, but I don't think of that movie as a, as a failure. No. Because, you know, it didn't have the budget that the island had. But uh, you can kind of tell that every Michael Bay movie, I think this is where he has to accept that not every movie he makes is going to be a huge movie. Right, right. Like It's like Tony Scott. He made Top Gun and, you know, made Beverly Hills Cop 2. Then he made Revenge and it, it was a small movie. <laughs> it's like not every one of these movies are going to make huge, huge money. That one did pretty good. Um for that kind of movie, in <laughs> okay. my opinion. Yeah. Uh, the critics also trashed it. Yeah, I don't remember why they didn't like it. I just remember people like making it sound like it was going to be terrible. So when I finally watched it, I'm like, that was pretty good. Yeah. Now, there's one critic, and this is why I don't believe in critics anymore. He is forever tainted by Michael Bay movie. Peter Travers of Rolling Stone. Oh, okay. Them two have beef, I think, starting from Armageddon. <laughs> okay. He was saying that... Uh, it's like the shittiest, he makes the shittiest movies ever, blah, blah, blah. So every time a Michael Bay movie comes yeah. out, he's the one that's always trashing them, which is why critics are tainted. They have beef with these filmmakers. Yeah. They, they, anytime they see, oh, it's like I, I read this one article about Den of Thieves uh, written by uh, Chris Bumbray. He was also the Beard of the Bald oh, podcast. Okay. okay. He, his review said, of Den of Thieves saying that he didn't like it because Eminem, uh, not Eminem, 50 Cent was the head of this bank robbing group. And like he was saying something like, oh, he's the head of it. And he's like the worst actor, blah, blah. And I was like, did you watch the movie? He wasn't the head of it. <laughs> it was the other guy. And 50 Cent hardly spoke in that movie. <laughs> and I was just, that's when I was like, I don't think they watch these movies. I they just, that. they just, Look at it, watch maybe 20 minutes of it, and then just write the review. That's what I think. <laughs> well, one of the black guys, you know what I mean. Yeah. So that's why with, with Michael Bay's movies, I don't I don't read the critics' reviews. I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll look at them and be like, yeah, of course, you know, that's <laughs> all right. the worst movie of all time. Okay. And that's what they've been that's what they were saying about the Transformers movies as well. That even the second one they said was like the worst piece of shit ever. Uh Harry Knowles now disgraced founder of Ain't Cool News. Mm-hmm. I spoke to him on uh, uh, at a uh, Robert Rodriguez thing in Austin. Okay. He knew me, by the way. He <laughs> said... <laughs> friend of yours? Huh? Never mind. It's okay. He Harry uh, knows. Wetback, friend of mine. Yeah. Because <laughs> he sweats a lot. Yeah. In his um, parents' basement. I saw him at, 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 this, at the Robert Rodriguez thing, and I was like, I was like hey, man. I was like, I, I, I read your review of uh, Dark of the Moon. It's like, well, you called it cinematic piss. Wow. <laughs> and he go, and now Harry Knowles is one of those guys that loves to talk. Sure. He won't let you get a word in. <laughs> Whatever you got to say, he doesn't give a shit about. So I was like, yeah, I read your review. And he goes, yeah, man, it was cinematic piss, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, calm the fuck down. <laughs> he was just going on and on. He goes, you should look up this name. He's the guy that gives Michael Bay his style, blah, 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 blah. And I'd forgotten what the name of it was, but I was like, because <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Like, okay, whatever, dude. I'm a, more of a movie lover than you are, then I guess. You're not as big as one. I know. Ah! <laughs> right? So, yeah, that that's that's the gist of Michael Bay's relationship with the critics. Okay. And that's why I'm like, I don't give a shit what they say about his movies. So, which comes to our next one. 
Transformers Age of Extinction. Yeah, I don't think I've seen any of them past three. That's the one with Mark Wahlberg. Okay. Okay. And the Dinobots? The Dinobots. Everybody was... I remember people being excited about that one because of the Dinobots. Yeah. They didn't show up till like the last 30 minutes of the movie. Oh, that's annoying. And again, the best part of the movie was those, thir- was those last 30 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. Now, that one was the first movie where I was like, okay, this is what I would have done. Now, the movie, they, they go on. They bring in the uh, assassin from the moon, the guy you're talking about. Shockwave. Shockwave. Okay. Coolest part of the movie. Fucking badass Ferrari. Uh, there's a part where he throws a bomb and, and, it, and it kills TJ Miller. And then he jumps down. Slow motion. Steve Jablonski music playing. Wait, who jumps down? Uh, Shockwave. Okay. He jumps down, slow motion, the the rocks, you know, the the, the ground just just breaks on his behalf. And then uh, he just walks slowly and turns into the Ferrari and then just drives off in slow motion. So he was a car. Yeah, he was a car. Okay. Well, he's got to be a, he's got to be something in the, in the in oh, yeah, because he was a fucking gun. But okay. <laughs> well, he does have a huge gun in that one. <laughs> um, yeah, and then and then at, like at the end of it, uh, him and Optimus fight. Optimus is getting his ass beat. Okay, Mark Wahlberg uh, hides, and if you watch, there's a part where uh, this this thing blows up next to Mark Wahlberg. There's a guy right behind him who you never see. Until that one shot. It was like a continuity shot or something. Okay. And uh, that movie was like, okay, you, it was like two hours and 45 minutes. Jesus. Seriously. So I'm probably never going to watch that. Okay. The, 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 the daughter and the boyfriend thing was stupid. <laughs> kind of tells you, hey, this is what you can do to date a 16-year-old girl. The Romeo and Juliet law. They explain it in the movie. What? Yeah. So... That all that was stupid, and my thing was was like, okay, let's again the fugitive, one of the best movies of all time. Let's turn this movie into a fugitive type of movie where Shockwave comes to to get Optimus and all the because that's what they're doing. They're rounding up all the, all the Autobots, getting them off of Earth because everything that bad happens on Earth is because of these Autobots. All right. So in in a way, the Decepticons are kind of the good guys, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so what I was thinking is like, okay, Optimus. Greg, you know, they go to this factory where they're building uh, new Decepticons, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and they're also making more Decepticons for some reason. They, he, I was saying, okay, grab a bomb from there, get Shockwave at the end, beat the shit out of Shockwave, go up in the air and just blow yourself up with the bomb. That way there's no more no more going on with, with the Decepticons and the Autobots, blah, blah, blah. And the rest of the Autobots just leave. And I was thinking, that could have been a better movie than what we got. Wait, who do you want to blow themselves up? Uh, uh, fucking uh, Optimus. Holy shit. Yeah, okay. just blow himself up and just <laughs> die, you know? Because like in that movie, yeah, the reason why shit was going on was because of these, these fucking assholes. Hmm. And uh, yeah, that one was, oh man, that was, that was a tough one to watch. And it was almost three hours? Almost three hours. Ooh. Now that one came out June 27th, 2014. On a budget of two hundred and ten million, opening weekend a hundred million. Wow! So there was still a need for it. Well, is that also when Mark Wahlberg was super big? Yeah, he was. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and uh, Michael Bay wanted The Rock to play Cade Yeager, the the Mark Wahlberg part, <laughs> but he was busy doing Hercules, <laughs> so he couldn't do it. Uh, the movie made a hundred million opening weekend, two hundred forty five point four, a domestic. One billion one hundred and four million worldwide. Jeebus. 
So I like bigger robot. Yeah. So still, still not bad at all. And but I do got to say that was a weak entry in the Transformer series. You you seriously might have talked me out of ever seeing that. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to see the Dinobot. Watch the last thirty minutes of it. <laughs> okay, that, I'll give you that. Uh, then he tried to go serious. Okay. Michael Bay made thirteen hours. I like that one. Okay. I wasn't watching it with any kind of critical eye, so I didn't see any real issue with it. But right. I know people, critics at least, were like, uh, no good. Critics didn't like it. Yeah. Now, Lone Survivor had just come out. Okay. And American Sniper. Both of those movies have been met with controversy. Mm-hmm. One being that uh, Lone Survivor didn't stick to what really happened. Some of what happened was contested off of uh, the, the guy who survived it. Hmm. And uh, the other, uh, Mark Luttrell, I think that, that yeah. was his name. Yep. That all, of, like, it was contested by the army. Like, they, that that wasn't how exactly it happened. <laughs> his whole, his real account, like the book that he wrote, mm-hmm. that some of it didn't happen. American Sniper was also contested because Chris Kyle repeated things out of movies. Yeah. Of what happened to him and how many kills he actually had. Like, all that was contested. And those movies were very successful. This one, not contested, and critics hated it. And it didn't do as well as those other movies. Yeah, I still don't... Which gets me. I need to just look it up right now. Like, what was the critical problem with it? Uh, that movie opened up on Ju- uh, June 15, 2016. It actually opened up at uh, uh, the Cowboy Stadium. Oh, yeah? They held the premiere there. Really? Yeah. Uh, it had a budget of $50 million, uh, $16.1 million opening weekend. $52.8 million uh, domestic and $69.4 million worldwide. 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi is a comparatively mature and restrained effort from Michael Bay, albeit one that can't quite boast the impact of its fact-based story deserves. But what what else do you want out of that? I mean, you saw you said you, you liked the movie, right? Yeah. That movie was was crazy like that that was a i guess maybe the the michael bay sensibilities of you know uh fucking uh, john krasinski walking out with his shirt off all muscled up and shit in the yeah. moonlight i get that i get you know but he's also trying to make stars out of these fuckers too yeah <laughs> okay every movie has a lesson michael bay's film cannot help itself from taking brotherhood fueled sides and blow everything up oh. i don't remember there being a lot of blowing up in there yeah there was was there <laughs> there was one part where uh they're fighting the uh, these guys. You know, they're on top of the building and they're shooting at the guys that were coming at them from a field. And this one guy with a rocket launcher goes into a bus and they shoot at the bus and the bus blows up. Could have been a fascinating and timely study of men juggling their jobs with complicated family lives, but instead it's just another Michael Bay movie. Meanwhile, complicated families' lives. Uh, I'm like, wait, what? Whatever. Or this other one. Forget a logical progression of shots that form a scene, like words do a sentence. Bay has oh no time God. for such nonsense. Jesus Christ. Which I don't understand is like, when, oh, you got another one? The frustrating thing about 13 Hours is that you can feel Bay wanting to get serious. He did get serious. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, I don't. Wait, what? 13 Hours is a typical Bay disaster full of what would be called rookie mistakes had they been made by anyone else. I don't Oh, know. see, I'm telling you, they're all beefing with them. Okay, so at least this person that actually had a positive review said, the actors take some of the most ridiculous dialogue and make it believable. Like, if if, if the other people had said that, then it'd be like, oh, okay, well, at least I understand why you're 
I realize I'm only reading a single sentence out of these reviews, but it's like, okay, if that's the summary of your review, then it doesn't really say anything. Oh, I mean, if that wasn't a Spielberg movie, would they be saying the same thing? I don't know. Oh, here's another positive one. Bay handles the action sequences well, but his sense of patriotism often trumps his sense of moral complexity. Something that's sorely missing amid all the explosions in 13 hours. That, and that's a positive one. That's the kind of shit I need to read for the negative ones. Wow. Because the negative ones just sound like, uh, it's just dumb. Okay, but why? I'm getting exactly. more out of the positive than the negative. That's hilarious. Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, those critics are something else with him. You got another one? I don't know how well this is going to Undeniably reverent of the real-life heroes who risked and lost their lives, but are we ultimately... But we are ultimately let down with cliched script and overly Hollywood production that ignores the harrowing complexities of modern war. So is he supposed to leave us all in like a downer mood or something? I don't, I don't even know... <laughs> okay, another one. Deidre from Cinematic Essential. Politics aside, 13 Hours is just a dull and poorly assembled grab for ticket sales. The film is visually hard to follow, never fully invests in its characters, and never gets the audience to do the same. Wow. Oh, man. I, I don't know what to say about that. It's like, seriously, I, I feel like there's a prejudice among the critics and, and, and him. Yeah. Because when it comes to those other movies that I mentioned, American Sniper and Lone Survivor, those got great reviews. Oh, okay. This one is interesting. 13 Hours tells an exciting story in the most boring way possible, like a patronizing picture book describing <laughs> warfare. Was it boring? Uh, I don't think it was boring. I thought it was good. And that seems very counter... Not counterintuitive. In opposition to some of these other ones. There's just nothing but explosions. Wow. Well, so is it boring, or is it a whole bunch of oh shit going on? Oh, my God, dude. Seriously. Yeah, so I think some of this really is just people that not like Michael yeah. Bay. I'm telling you, man. Then we segue into Transformers The Last Night. I think at this time, everybody was already done with the Transformers franchise. Yeah, once you get to that many movies in any franchise, it's like, okay, really? So this came out June 21st, 2017 on a budget of $217 million. Made 44.6 opening week compared to the $100 million the last one did big difference Oof. it made 130.1 domestic 605.4 worldwide hmm. so it did decent worldwide but here in america it was they were done they were they were over it now again that one the ending probably the best part of the movie but now i do gotta say okay the ending copied armageddon because they they have to get on the ship to uh to to get the staff and get the girl to get the staff and she's got to end the end of the world and everything because it's about to kill the kill earth the their the the planet of cybertron or whatever was coming into earth and it was wiping us out okay and they even have their own little uh area where they're like this is how we're gonna stop this blah 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 and it was like billy bob thornton all over again and uh they were like, okay, we're going to have to go around this thing and get on, get behind the ship to, to land on it. And I was like, that's just like Armageddon. They did the <laughs> slingshot around the moon. <laughs> and it was basically the ending of that, which, again, I, I love the ending of these movies. Uh, this one uh, had uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg and Isabella Merced, Merced the, the Dora, the, the actress. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, by the time this one came out, I think everybody was over it. And I think so, so was I. Because it just, it wasn't, it just kind of came and went. I didn't see it. I don't know if, if he was just doing this as a paycheck job. 
I mean, I feel like some of the past few have been that. Right? Well, I mean, the other ones you can kind of see Michael Bay like, like, oh, shit, like he's doing this and this and that. He actually cares. This one was like, I'm just making this one just, just for the studio to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm doing this because Still they let contract. me do... Yeah. <laughs> they let me do 13 hours, so I'm going to go ahead and do this one. And there's really not much I can say about this one anymore. Hmm. The first time I, I watched it, I was like, okay, this, this is decent. But the second time, I was like, yeah, I can see its flaws. <laughs> you know? And yeah, that's not, that's, that's not much I can say about this you one at all. Yeah. Scratch that off the list. Yeah. Then... Michael Bay jumped on the Netflix bandwagon. Oh, where we got to see all of the footage. Yes. Every take. Six Underground. Now, this one came out uh, December 13, 2019, with a budget of $150 million. And let me just say, all that money was on screen. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. You got Ryan Reynolds, hot off of uh, Deadpool and all that. Mm-hmm. The writers of Deadpool. Yeah. You got uh, Mel- Melanie Laurent. Yeah. Who, yeah, who came to play. <laughs> she okay. knew what kind of movie she was yeah. making, and she went with it. Yep. Beautiful. Uh, one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. I, I like her. And you got the rest of the cast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's the the one guy that, that gets with uh, 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 Melanie. He's a Mexican actor. In my mind, it it's not him, but it reminds me of the the drunk mariachi from Once Upon a Time in Mexico. No, 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 not him. No, I'm saying I know it's not him, but oh, just okay. for some reason that's what my brain is equating. Okay. So does he look like him? His name is Manuel Garcia Rulfo. Okay. Did he have long hair in the movie? Uh, like slick back hair. Hmm. Okay. Uh, he. That's. Oh, this is gonna get you. Let's see. This man was born uh, February 25th, 1981. Okay. <laughs> so surprised you're not like, where's my life been? Uh, um, we all make different decisions. You've already made, you've already accepted that. Huh? That's how it goes. Um, yeah, this one was, uh, I, I like this one. Mm-hmm. This one was, uh, I, I was like, okay, everything that, that he, that Michael Bay lo- loves to do, he's throwing that, he's having fun again. Yeah. Now, I know you and Gilbert didn't like it, right? I didn't say I didn't like it. Uh-huh. I just didn't need every shot that was shot in there. Like, I don't need three takes of the same thing. Okay. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. I I thought it was decent. You know, it was one of those movies where I was like, okay, he's not doing Transformers filmmaking. He's going back to, like, how he said, I'm tired of doing these PG-13 movies. Yeah. You know, like, he went back and did his Grindhouse movie. Yeah. I can that's, see that. That's what I like to call it. Like anytime yeah. they make just an ex- exploitive movie, it to me it's a grindhouse movie. This is what that was, and uh, there's even a part where uh, Manuel is uh, uh, talking to his mom, and I guess his mom has uh, Alzheimer's, I think, and she's living in like in you know in a home. Okay. And uh, this one guy is just stand, and it didn't need to be in the movie, <laughs> but it was just you know Netflix doesn't have editors, so you know it's my face <laughs> dream house. This guy's like looking at, at him like this the whole time, and he goes, what the fuck are you looking at? I vaguely remember He's that. like, get the fuck out of here, man. I'll knock you the fuck out in front of my mother. <laughs> <laughs> that shit had me rolling, dude. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, uh, there was a big shift in filmmaking around this time. He didn't have a Transformers movie to fall back on, so okay. he couldn't make a part six. Some filmmakers were going towards Netflix mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. make their movies. Robert Rodriguez did it. 
Um, even Martin Scorsese did it. Wait, what did Robert Rodriguez make? We Can Be Heroes and oh, that's uh, right. the Spy Kids movies. So everybody's going to streaming. Everybody's like, that's where the that's where the money's at. That's where the freedom freedom is at. Yes, mm-hmm. because now studios are only wanting to make IP movies. Uh, they want their next Fast and the Furious. They want their next Marvel movie, mm-hmm. DC movie. They want all that. I don't know if it's going to change. If it's going to go back to the old regime. But filmmakers like Michael Bay are the ones that they need to look at to to bring back event filmmaking away from the comic book shit <laughs> yeah. in my opinion that probably should be the end of this episode <laughs> yeah you, you would so, think <laughs> but this one he just went to go play with netflix and i think he did a good job it's it's like a, a workout movie it was entertaining yeah. yeah like how i feel about the tax collector with david ayer that was a tune-up movie i think for him just something to get out of his system okay like i don't think he would have made that with warner brothers or anything Mm, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But I think that was a movie that was kind of beneath him. That that he could have made like it's his first movie. Okay. That was his Harsh Times Part Two, I guess. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, because now he's making Fury, he's making Suicide Squad, all that shit. No, I'm not calling Fury shit. But uh, <laughs> I think that was a, a, a tune-up, and I think of Six Underground as the same way. It's Is a, that why it was still? Still the beginning of the movie, 45 minutes into it? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Because the movie starts out with a bang. And I don't think I'm exaggerating that it's still, still, oh, here, and by the way, here's how we got here at the 45-minute mark. I think I'm not exaggerating. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, (laughs) because he's, he's like, he's, uh, Ryan Reynolds' character uh, starts recruiting for for a lost Six Underground member. Yeah. (laughs) And, yeah, it's still kind of like, like, okay, where's this going? Like, I thought that was... Yeah, some, something about the structure of it. I'm like, yeah. you didn't clearly state this is what we're doing, and that's why we're still in the past. It just seems like, oh, we're still introducing the movie. Yeah, because it sh- minutes shows later. him in that plane where he supposedly dies in, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, okay, that's why would yeah, like it. it I'll, I'll agree with that one uh, uh, critique where it's like you're not structuring a movie to complete a sentence. You know, yeah. This one was kind of the same way. He was going all over the place, but I think that's the thing with Netflix movies is that they're not. They don't have anyone looking over their shoulders. Right, right, right. They're giving them too much leeway. Yeah, and now they're having to reel that back in. They're like, oh, we spent so much money and we're not getting as many subscribers. So now you guys had to pay another $8 a month. Yeah. Like, uh, there's a new one with Julia Roberts that just came out, Leave the World Behind. Okay. Supposedly that, I read a review saying that it was a really bad movie. <laughs> it's 140 minutes long. Jeebus. And they said that they really need someone to go in there and, and just... And just edit the movie. <laughs> and I don't know what's going on in Netflix, but, you know, it is what it is on that. And then we actually go and look in the credits like, there's no editor listed. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> now, on to the last uh, the last movie that Michael Bay has directed. Ultimo. Is Ambulance. Oh, yeah. Ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> it came out. April 8th, 2022, on a budget of $40 million, made 8.6 opening weekend. Damn. Uh, 22.7, 22.7 million uh, domestic, 52.3 uh, worldwide. Wait, I'm sorry. What was the budget? 40. Hmm. Okay. So it didn't do well here, but outside did fine. Okay. I like this one. It was a good speed type of movie for Michael Bay. Hmm. Okay. Okay. You know? Um, 
I like the performances. Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, yeah, oh, I'm gonna say his name right. Say his name wrong. Uh, he was uh, Morpheus. Yeah, he was the one with the big blue dick in Watchmen. <laughs> yeah. uh, he it also had uh, a he's a uh, he's a Gonzalez. Yeah. So that's two people that he's worked with from uh, from Dust Till Dawn the series. Wait, who was the other one? Uh, Manuel. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he was in that one too. Uh, the other guy's name is uh, ya- Yahya Abdul Mateen II. There we go. So there's another human being named that as well. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> so that one um, was a fun little movie, and he did that during COVID. Uh, I think also the, the he released this movie at the wrong on the wrong weekend. You think? Came out the same weekend as Sonic the Hedgehog Part Two. <laughs> and that one made all the money. Meanwhile, it wasn't even that good. The first one was good. Yeah. Second like one, like, eh. Now, this one was kind of a, a better movie than what he had been making, Michael Bay. Okay. Like, um, as far as the Transformers movies go, this one is better than most of those. Okay. Okay. Uh, one would argue Painting Gain and 13 Hours. This one was just like, hey, why aren't you making these kinds of movies? You know, just make make 10 of these you know <laughs> make make a whole bunch of these and then make a big ass action movie yeah you know like this is what he should be doing this is his way into tony scott's type of career you know tony made the fan he made uh a uh, 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 fucking Te- pelham of one two three you know those kinds of movies like not every movie has to be an event mm, okay, you know okay. keep the budget low release it on a good weekend yeah and try not to do what you normally do <laughs> you know, as far as like the stupid comedy you know get it, out of your own way yeah some of that had some of that was in in ambulance some of that stupid ass comedy but it was actually a, a this time it was finally a good balance okay now i saw this one at the movies twice yeah yeah did you go see it at the movies uh yes yes what did you, and what did you think uh it was decent decent i felt like uh Yaya and Jake's chemistry wasn't... You didn't believe them as brothers? Yeah. I think uh, Wesley and Woody had a better oh, yeah, hell brother yeah. relationship. Yeah, than, hell yeah uh, definitely. Yeah, because it's crazy because one of them goes off to be a soldier, which is y- Yaya's character. Mm-hmm. And the other one is Robin Banks. And it's like, if they grew up in the same house, like, what, <laughs> what the hell? The way you said that, I thought you were just saying the name Robin Banks. I'm like, who the fuck is that? Oh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I had to stop. I'm like, what? Oh, robbing banks. Yes, that is correct. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which kind of makes you like, like you know, I know it's a movie and all, but it's just like, uh, I don't know. You'd figure that there'd be something more to that. Yeah. You know? Like, again, Beverly Hills Cop, they gave us enough in the beginning of the movie to believe that, okay, we should care that this guy died because he was a good friend to the... Yeah. Yeah. That was, that'd be perfect. Yeah. It was like 10 minutes. Yeah. Back it, in the 80s when they gave us 10 minutes to set up instead of five minutes like Oh, in the my 90s. God. I could go on about Beverly Hills Cop, too. You know, yeah. like, even both both of those. <laughs> but, but this one, it was just, uh, I thought it was entertaining. Uh, but it, again, it just, they just released it on the wrong date. You know, it should have been a summer movie. Uh, Let me take it back. Okay. It should have been a summer 95 movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe that. Maybe that. <laughs> So now you got me wondering, do the studios, well, they don't really pay because the theaters pay them. How does the money thing work? Like, does it, it, does it involve more money to get a summer date versus a date any other time of year? 
That I don't know of. Hmm. But I do know that whatever the mo- the movie makes in theaters, half of it goes to theaters, half of it goes back to the studio. So uh, there's that. And yeah, as this one goes, I mean, I don't think he'd be in movie jail for ambulance. You know, but uh, also you got to take into, fact, in, into account that uh, COVID was happening. Not a lot of people were going back into theaters. They were only going... Because they really, really wanted to. So mm-hmm. a movie like Ambulance is dead. A, a movie, those kinds of movies are, are no longer. I mean, they're being made, but if unless you're a big filmmaker, they're not going to theaters anymore like they used to. Gotcha. You know, movies like. Um, trying, I'm trying to think of a deep cut here. For the Boys with <laughs> remember back then with it's James Con and Bette Midler or okay. whatever. I'm aware of it. Yeah. That kind of movie wouldn't go to theaters anymore. <laughs> Tremors. I don't know if that would be in theaters today. Yeah, because it's kind of a horror movie and horror. Tends you think to make so? Money. Yeah, I guess, yeah, that one would. But the regular movie, like like those kinds of movies, uh, like like I was just mentioning, uh, Ambulance and For the Boys again, or Billy Bathgate back in the day. Well, you know what? You know what's funny is that you keep naming this. Like they wouldn't go to theaters. I'm like, oh, there's all kinds of like smaller whatever dramas that go to theaters. People just don't watch them. That too, and and that's what sucks. Yeah, because we're over here complaining about that, yet we're not going. Yeah. Like, and what's the what is the deal with that? No, I'm not a wee there. I, I go see movies. You do, you do. Yeah. I'll give you that. You do go see them. And uh, you know, we're showing our, our support too by going to go see the Iron Claw on Wednesday. Yeah. Which I cannot wait to watch that. Seriously, <laughs> it I cannot be wait. Good. I hope it's. I hope it's good. With all these fucking actors that are my size and smaller, <laughs> playing these six foot two wrestlers, I'm just trying to ignore that. Yeah. And, and and you know, I hate to be the kind of guy that's like, oh, I miss the old days, you know, but. I man, I miss the old days. I miss those. I, I miss the, the 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 movies of like back in ninety two, ninety three, ninety four. You got yet Van Damme ruling the the box office. You know <laughs> that was a fucking time. Even the other day, I posted on a um, film uh, retrospect on Facebook. This okay. this group, and I said, what a time it was when Gary Busey was a popular actor. <laughs> like seriously, come like that was a fucking time. <laughs> And which what I was going to say, uh, what I was trying to say earlier is that everybody's starting to get superhero fatigue, I guess, now. Oh, yeah. That's the thing now. Everybody's yep. saying until the next good comic book movie comes out and they're like, oh, this, oh, my God, we never had superhero fatigue. It was just we needed a good movie. I can see that happening. And the, it's like the moving the goalpost. Yeah. Moving the goalpost. And uh, I think someone like Michael Bay could save movies again, could bring back the speed kind of movies the amb- like this ambulance movie that should have been a big hit that should that could have been a big hit you don't think so i mean those kinds of movies ruled the box office it's like i never talk about politics or anything like that i, yeah. I hate that shit this is the <laughs> politics that i can talk right. about you know how you see clips of ben Affleck going but yeah in, in benghazi blah 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 blah. Yeah. this is my shit like that <laughs> Because the audience can't see you wagging your... I'm wagging my fit at you. Like, yeah. like, like I'm chastising you. Yeah, pretty You're much. part of that problem. Yeah. Like, but <laughs> no, I go see movies. What are you I will say this. Cisco goes see all all those movies. Like the New Yorkos movie. He's in a, he's already got tickets for that. <laughs> I, I actually do want to see that. I saw Saltburn. Saltburn, yeah. You know, and... I saw Priscilla. I just really wish that these kinds of movies would make a comeback. Uh, bring just... Oh God! I don't know if we'll ever get to that. I don't know, and that's a sad state of affairs for 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 movies. Yeah, we may get them streaming. Yeah, 
But do you remember those movies after a month? No. Dude, and that's what sucks. <laughs> that's what sucks so bad. And yeah, there's some movies where I was like, oh shit, yeah, I forgot that one came out in, uh, on Netflix. The only one I, I, I remember a whole lot, and there's only like maybe, I can count on one hand. Yeah. Bright, Dolomite is my name. Oh, in terms of their movies? Yeah. That I, I'm, I'm like, oh yeah, I want to watch it again. And uh, Six Underground. Those are like, and, oh, and the, and the Irishman. On one hand, you could watch those movies and say, yeah, those, those, those were awesome movies. The only good thing about streaming is uh, they don't have that, if they were to be box office duds, mm-hmm. they don't have that stink of, well, that movie didn't do well in theater, so it must suck. True. Yeah. Like the old, I think it's called The Old Guard with Charlize Theron. Yeah. I think that would have flopped. Uh, uh, flopped like in the new modern non-definition of it it made more than it cost but not a lot more so it was a flop. right yeah see and people would say that and yeah. people would be like well i don't want to watch that movie it, it, it didn't do well in theaters which is weird but yeah people i've heard people say that no no i believe you you know where it's Probably the same people like they only make comic book movies okay well fucking yeah. go watch the other ones then bitch exactly stop being that guy exactly and when you put it on streaming and you just watch it with a you know nothing Nothing hindering you from watching other than the fact that it's on it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. You watch it, you like it, and you're like, fuck yeah, that was a great movie. But the only downside about that is you forget about it. Yeah. There's no, hey, pick this up on on, uh, on Blu-ray, DVD, or VHS back in the day. <laughs> you know, you don't have that anymore. Yeah. And I know things have got to change and all. You know, I'm, that's why I'm, I'm a big supporter of physical media is you don't have that anymore. And you don't have that, hey, I got to go get that on Tuesday. You know, and that sucks. <laughs> I hate that we don't have a Dolomite is my name on Blu-ray. Nope. I hate that we don't have Six Underground on Blu-ray and see all the special features. You know, or what else? Whatever else they they got to offer. Yeah, on even movie. with my complaints about the movie, if they put it out, I'd buy that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, uh, someone like Michael Bay seriously started out at the right time. You know, with his career, 1995 makes kick-ass movies. And he's just kind of rolling with the punches of what's going on now. And if he were to retire today, I wouldn't be mad at him. <laughs> Wait, how many movies does he have total? He's had... To 16? 15? 15. Wow. If he were to retire today, I wouldn't be mad at him. I'd be like, with the, the sad state of affairs of movies, hey man, now's the time to go. And all of a sudden we're like, what's this commercial? Who did this video? Yeah. Is that Michael Bay? <laughs> yeah. Or he'd make some short short film and we'd all be like, man... Miss Michael Bay. <laughs> Maybe that's what he needs to do is just to stay away for a minute and then come back with a kick-ass movie. Maybe whenever everybody's done lost, losing their minds, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we could we could get something back and and, and and welcome him with open arms. I'll finish it with this here, man. We we need the you know as much as people hate him, we need people like him. <laughs> it's like uh like they said on street kings uh with with keanu reeves like are you going to be the one that's going to clear up all these uh these uh, crime scenes that are too horrific for you to handle no you need someone like me to do that mm, okay that is what i think of bay he is that guy that you need to make this kind of movie to not only appreciate a movie like no country for old men yeah but to also have fun at the movies and that's what I'm here for whenever I buy a Michael Bay ticket. Yeah, I feel like he doesn't get a fair shake, but also based on Six Underground, I'm like, bro, you, somebody needs to, you need to yeah. get all your yes men out from around yeah, you. Yeah, I agree with that, too. Yeah. Seriously, like like I said, the running time of most of his movies, 
don't warrant it. No. Like, is he paid by the minute? Is that why he's doing I that? Right. Like, I, but yeah, yeah. Get get somebody in there with him to rein him in a little bit, or, or hey, we're gonna do a little bit more editing than you would like. Yeah. And I can I can see him making nothing but you know some, not in a bad way, but some some good popcorn. Let's go to the movie movies movie type. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Okay. All right. Well, here's hoping that. Uh, this will be our last episode for 2023. Is it? Yeah. Okay. And, and then uh, we'll we'll start back up. And uh, I just do. I wanted I wanted to throw the and look at that. We're at two hours thirty six minutes thirty seven minutes. Jesus. Just like a Michael Bay movie. Yeah. No <laughs> Could do without long. that, man. Yeah. I swear. I wanted to go this long yeah, too. There's, there's at least like ten minutes, and I know we're gonna cut out. Um. By the way, rest in peace, Norman Lear. Oh, he died. Oh, you didn't know? No. I didn't yeah, know. like Thursday or Friday. Oh shit. At, okay. at an age of one hundred and one. Oh damn. Yeah. Yeah, that's a life. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so, yeah, this will be our, our last episode until uh, Jan- mid-January. Uh, just wanted to throw this one out because we need some more Michael Bay love, you know? There you go. Just like they do with his movies. Just throwing it out there. Yeah, just throw it out there. <laughs> see what happens. Um, hopefully, we'll be, you know, we'll be definitely talking about Iron Claw. Yeah. You know, we'll be talking about the top 10 movies of 2023. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe some of the worst movies. I've got a couple on my worst. Do you? Yeah. It's, there's some movies, some movies that I didn't watch because I knew it was going to be bad. And I was yeah. like, I'm not going to waste my time. But whatever I did see, I think I got a couple. Yeah, a couple same. myself. There was one that I was like, oh, this will be cool. I'm like, oh, this was not cool. Yeah, yeah. So we'll definitely be talking about that. We'll be talking about movies that we you know, watched recently as well, which I did go see Silent Night. We'll, I'll talk about that whenever we come Talk back. about that next year. Yeah. No, although nobody talked in that movie. <laughs> the <laughs> we'll irony. T- yeah, we'll, we'll be talking about it. Um, other than that, I got nothing else for this episode. No. Other than Norman Lear, I'm good. All right. Well, you know us. You know our name. We'll catch you next time. Later. Bye. See ya. Cause I